get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do more. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to Some Dare Call It the Conditional Release Program, where we look at the disinformation disaster artists that have created the absolute fuckstorm that we see today. Uh, while the pandemic was an excellent chance for a great reset, as Klaus Schwab would say, it was also an excellent chance to do a great reset on people's brains. And fuck me, did they do that well. So if you listen to the podcast, you're well aware of what this means and probably finding it very difficult to reconcile. But we are going to unpack that idea today with Neil Sanders over here, who is one of the few people I can think of who seems to have a good grip on what the fuck is really going on. And I must get, I'm must i getting a little conspiratorial here. What's really going on? So hey, Neil, <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. I know. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. It's Pleasure. So, like, I had Brent on uh, a while ago. We talked about being sort of former conspiracy theorists, and that was cool. But I'm, yeah. I think I've got you here to speak as current conspiracy theorists because I think that we are not necessarily former conspiracy theorists insofar as we still believe there's a conspiracy. It is just one which is a little different to the one that people know of as, as a general rule. That basically yeah. that there are ultra elites, mostly aligned with fossil fuels, but also just hyper capitalists. Like Peter Thiel is not like a fossil fuel guy. He's just a hyper capitalist, no. but he's yeah. also an absolute architect of disinformation and nightmarish concepts which become normalized through vast networks of think tanks and media outlets. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I think that we, we see eye to eye on, the fact that hypercapitalists have basically taken the alternative media and turned it into something that pushes their agenda while, and God, this hurts me, they talk about how bad the elites are for yes. fuck's sake. It's I know, painful I know. to watch. It's quite clever though, actually, and it's mm. it's been a culmination of of several things, basically. Like it's a lot of things that have come from heritage, um, uh, the foundation, think tank, and uh, CMP. Yep. Christ, I sound like Alex Jones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you sound like Alex Jones in two thousand and two, which is fine, you know. Like it's different. And um, uh, there was a sort of game again was involved. The the proliferation of the internet, the the sort of way that people can be hijacked through emotion. Uh, it's also connected to Fox News, um, yes. and like and the way that they portray news and uh, and the sort of the, the, the techniques that, that came from sort of the Roger Ailes thought, which also basically ties back to the Tea Party and yep. uh, the John Birch Society, which is a sort of crazy Christian think tank in in america where basically alex jones got his start like it's yes. uh, they the book um non-dare call it conspiracy by gary allen which was one of the sort of first books that spoke about or popularized this theory of a world communist new world order basically the commies are going to take over the the world and uh, turn it into a sort of totalitarian state and uh, i forget whether that book says that they they might happen to be Jewish as well. I think yeah, it might they, uh, it does I think often. It, I think it tends to err on that sort of side to. as well. Yeah, um, they do. You know, th- this has been coming a, a long while to be quite honest. Like we were talking just before going on air like about the sort of the, the shift in the politics of of conspiracy theories. And one of the sort of starkest ones that I saw was um uh, Alex Jones because recently I was I was listening to I've got into knowledge fight in a big way. It's cracking 
mate. It's and, a great um, podcast. Yeah, it's fabulous. And and um, in his, you know, in his in his more recent ones, like for example, there was one the other day where he went on Stephen Crowder's uh, show, and people phoned up and said, maybe, maybe we should make being homosexual illegal. And Alex <sighs> Jones was like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like That's, you know, yeah. it's um, so much freedom. Well, his rationale was that it, that it was twofold. So you know, I don't want to seem like he's like being stupid <laughs> because he's, <laughs> he's got a justification one it's a sin and then two he says that basically if you look at every civilization throughout history one sort of decadence which he equates with homosexuality comes yeah. in that civilization falls and it's like a i don't think that's true and b can you think of any civilization that hasn't fallen yeah yeah, isn't America's that sort to. of the yeah. point of civilizations that they rise and fall and and yeah. whatnot and, yeah. and um you know so but it used to be very sort of anti-authoritarian anti-police state i mean you know yes, his first films absolutely. were police state america and stuff like that and like yeah so listening back to sort of old episodes through knowledge fight he's concerned about police overstepping the mark yep. uh dui stops turning into sort of like checkpoints and you know putting dna things in harvesting your, or something yeah, yeah all yeah. these sort of things like yeah. um you know um, and the shift to nowadays, where basically he's very, very pro-police, yes. and he, he's he's gone from the, the 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 concept of the new world order is basically this police state that uses the the mechanism of the police uh, to uh, to spread its sort of totalitarian lies. Even like through his nine eleven documentaries and stuff like that, he's talking about yep. the police and the corrupt political system uh, and skull and bones and stuff like that. Now, for some whatever reason, he's shifted to there are certain people within politics that you can trust because they have the right values, which yeah. happen to be sort of very very right wing Christian. Some might even say fascist ideals they hate and the gays now, enough yeah 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 exactly and now that the mechanism uh, of the new world order is gay people trans people immigrants um and general sort of foreigners and decadence and stuff like that uh, and so it's gone from blaming um the system to blaming people but using those people to be to, as a sort of like oh they're a tool of the system these poor these poor sods don't know what they're doing just by existing these trans people are going to bring down society and it's like no that's not true um and be that that's that's ridiculous like uh, and do you know how you can stop that as well you by just not being a complete bigot if that yeah. is society's like um uh, the New World Order's plot, I'm going to undermine the world by by having trans people exist. You know, if I don't care, it's not undermined the world, has it? Absolutely. Like, okay. and, yeah, like that is massively one of the parts of this that really gives me the shits because I think it's always implied the Jews are behind this. But basically yeah. by normalizing trans people and encouraging transition and things like that, what we're doing is we are making society into a sort of degenerate form, which will then lead to the downfall. But the, li- yeah. the link between the... We're degenerating society, which obviously fundamentally disagree with, but let's just go with it. And yeah. then the downfall of society, I'm not sure what where that happens. Like, is that because we've got too many sissy men and we can't have a military? What? Because like 0.1% of the population decide to transition that we're no, no longer going to be able to shoot people of a different color? What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Like, there's just no basis. And it's really dumb. But of course, 
no one ever accused this of being smart. Well, I mean, yeah, well, this is true. <laughs> but, but again, it, it comes from two... It, it's it's annoying in a couple of ways because basically it's it's doing the thing that the, the conspiracy world told people not to do, not to be tricked yeah. by the media. Like, yeah. you remember when it was yeah. sort of 9-11 and stuff like that? Don't fall for the media's demonization of Islam. People yeah. who happen to be Muslim are, are, are just the same as you and I because basically... Um, because everybody is obviously, yeah. and and the media are going to use this as a as a demon, as a boogeyman, so that they all the attention is drawn to them rather than the way that the system is is creating. Because we all always these must have things. an enemy, and the yeah, enemy yeah. was the Muslims. And what what was next? We're always you know what what's going to be next after this? But, but that was but the thing. Now, it was a scapegoat. Yeah, but now this is what the conspiracy movement are doing themselves, and they're echoing fascist rhetoric. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it's coming from people like Trump and Braverman as well. They're talking about the the, the poisoning of the blood of the country. But there's, there's, there's several things that are, that are explicitly fascist that are coming across in the conspiracy world at the minute. One is basically this: the hierarchies of people, this idea that oh, we'll tolerate the gays, but we don't like the trans and stuff like yes, that. It's like, well, that's, exactly. that's despicable because basically you're, you're almost creating like an apartheid system of who is worthy to be a people and yep. you know what the next step of that is it's eugenics yes okay it is. like this this is the point you have to justify being your your existence and then the other thing that is particularly fascist there's, there's two others one is this rise of the superman this um this concept of of trump as rambo or yeah. hard men hard men created by hard times and stuff like that and which is the irony of that is it's, it's this masculinity is just incredibly homoerotic, Absolutely. which is just which none of them seem to sort of like see the irony of that. No, but no, also no, this no. concept of uh, of the the world or countries or ideas as like an organism and a sort of a pure organism and the idea that either sort of like the introduction of um woke mind virus or yep. the introduction of of too many um, uh, foreigners of fighting age essentially sort of like de- degenerates that or, or sort of like in some way sort of makes the organism ill yes and, yeah and it the, breaks the cycle yeah, and the, these are these are explicitly fascist ideas that yep. are being very, very sort of like uh, taken up by. And the irony of this is is that it's taken up by very, very right wing businessmen and politicians, and then the conspiracy crowd who, for some reason, think that these right wing politicians and businessmen and unhyper capitalists are in some way anti um, establishment. Yeah. And also their mates, like, have their best interests at heart, which is completely insane. Yeah. Like, someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene could not give a left-handed fuck about you and your family trying to make no. mortgage repayments. Genuinely doesn't register on any of her radars. And no, that's they're, fine. They're so- they're so you know, self-serving, and it's so totally self-serving. That they're so self-serving. They're like, I just don't, I don't know why you support it. that. It's fine to do that insofar as I believe in a general sense of freedom. I also yeah. believe that someone like that should never be elected because you would never look at that and think that's a good idea. But of course, once you see the cultural aspect of things, you don't think about the fact that she is a self-serving, basically just sort of vulture. Um, yeah. That sort of that is very much obscured by the fact that she's you know on your side with all the hot button issues that gets her banned from social media networks. I mean, like that's not that's not a virtue. It's it, shit. It, it, it's horrible, right? And particularly in the internet, because obviously you've got the disconnect of, of sort of getting vicariously through the screen and stuff like that. But it, but the reason that people like her and Boba and even Trump are popular is because um, it's empowering to be an arsehole. 
Um, yes. It, it, it makes you feel good to shit on other people and yep. to feel superior. And if you can get that through any way, this is a whole, like, we're going back to this obnoxious Twitch streamer type stuff at the minute. There's a load of sort of personalities. They'll, they'll fizzle out. They'll have their 15 minutes of fame. But their yeah. entire personality is being as obnoxious as possible. Yeah. And everything in your brain says, like, why on earth would anybody want to watch these people? But they do. Because basically, yeah. it, it's a vicarious thrill. I get to do this. And this is why things like fascism and racism and sexism um, are appealing. Because if you feel powerless, then you, you'll be able to grasp any type of power from that. Just yeah. by basically knowing that you are racially or genetically superior to an entire portion of the country. Yeah. Which obviously isn't true. Or, or the, the world even. The world. Right? Billions of people. Yeah. You know, Precisely, millions. it puts you on yeah. the winning team. It gives you at least something so that your brain goes, at least I'm not them. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Ironically, You're also an at the same time, basically, everybody's doing this whole oppression Olympics. And this is, and, and oh, we're so oppressed and we're so, like, this concept of like, oh, the poor straight white male, when yeah. will he get a chance? I know. Like, it's cool. It's it's yeah, it, yeah, it's wild. And like and this is the thing that you know, it does have that sort of paradox of being you're one of the wealthiest and most empowered people, but yet you are the perennial victim. But mm. like when it comes to subgroups like incels and like the sort of downtrodden white working class and stuff like that, I do feel sympathy for them. And I do find sometimes yeah. the left discard that and the idea that someone who is working 40 hours a week at a service station in a Midwestern country in the U- uh, state in the US should somehow be thanking his lucky stars for his situation because he's so yeah. white and so privileged. And I can see why that get, they get disaffected. And then you have someone else lending them a hand saying basically, well, look, I understand your struggle because basically women have taken your promotion because who's your yep. manager? Oh, it's probably yeah. a woman, isn't it? And I tell yeah. you what, you would be able to get uh, ahead in life if it wasn't for that fact that even if you got that degree, some black guy would take your job anyway, so why bother? And then yeah, exactly. you turn around like, yeah. and you do the bidding of these people who are literally designing the system to stop you from getting ahead because the mm-hmm. one thing they need is that store you work for which is yeah. a part of a 450-store chain, needs to make sure that you never bargain for your conditions, that you never yeah. yearn for more because your low wages build their mansions. Yeah, totally, totally. It's and fucking this, torture. I'll tell you one of the best examples that, 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 that's come out of that, of that recently is, is through the COVID inquiry. Okay. Now, as, as you the said, Bridget no, one. like- yeah, the British one. Uh, like, there was, there was the, a no, the Bridgen one. Wasn't it Bridgen? Oh, that oh no, Bridge. No, no, Bridgen was... No, Bridgen, basically, what Bridgen did was he hired a room next to um, Oh, Parliament, okay. And he got a load of fucking, like, idiots. Malone like, was in there. Malone. Kirsch and, like, was in or, there. Yeah, that bloke whose legs grew back was in there. What? Um, there's a guy, uh, he's a con man. He, was, uh, he's, he pretends to be a doctor or a scientist or something. And one of his previous grifts was that he'd lost his legs. Yeah, okay. Uh, now, obviously, the internet never forgets. And, like, he's got legs. And, like, they, they, this amazes me. Like, the, the level of, of, like, fuckery that some people go, like, that Shiva guy who genuinely yeah. his, his thing is, like, I invented email. It's like, you didn't invent You didn't, email. though. Like, no, the, you didn't. The, the, most, the most cursory check finds out that you didn't invent email. Like, yeah. And the fact that you would pretend to do that, like that, that's, that's your achievement in life, 
The internet it's, kind of does forget, though. You know, like they they do get past it, well, these things so easily. Well, yeah, yeah. This this is this is true, actually. Like, it, it, well, it's so like, like Al Gore got shat on that as well. You know, he said like, you know, oh, I sort of you know help create the internet with budget budgetary things, and he got yeah. taken out of context and say that he did sort of create the internet. So I think there is like a boy who cried wolf mindset in there that you know we've got a bit of wiggle room but no al gore helped fund the internet dr yeah. shiva said he invented email he did not invent email he is a liar <laughs> al gore yeah, said something totally. that people took out of context shiva literally lied anyway there was a massive distraction it's just that i'm not too across what's happening in the uk at the moment i've been very right. distracted recently ba- and i saw there was a pandemic is- thing and i thought it was bridging no no bridging's just like uh, bridging is um an idiot. A good example of, yeah, he's totally an idiot, but a good example of basically like how far the conspiracy world has come. Because this yeah. guy is a corrupt politician. He's, 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 he's done his career as a politician because he lied about lobbying. And okay, basically yeah, that's right. he, he's now got absolutely no reputation. And sooner or later, he's, he's going to be ousted as an MP because basically yeah. like he's, he's, he's useless. Done. So yeah. what he's done is he's gone shit what can i do i've got these lemons let's try and make lemonade he, mm-hmm. he noticed the demographic to, of of conspiracy theorists and and basically looked at idiots like piers corbyn and all these yeah, exactly um, yeah. and basically he's done he's done exactly what russell brand and what lawrence fox and what gb news and what the all pivot. these other people have they, they, they've, well, they've identified a marketable demographic and gone yeah. if i say vaccines are bad George Soros, something, something, something. Then people will go, oh my God, you're on our side. You're so wise. You exactly. know the score. Can I send you some money? And that's exactly, exactly. what Andrew Bridgen has done, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but so the, the in the UK, there's been uh, an inquiry into the way that the government handled COVID. An actual and, one. Yeah, yeah, a proper one. And I don't think it's, it's legally binding, but the long and short of it is that basically they're discovering that the the UK government ignored the scientists that were telling that they were advising them. Um, they got a whole different set of scientists in who basically like talk shite because they were financed by by donors to the Conservative Party. Yep. Now this is going to sound ridiculous because it is ridiculous, but it is the long and short of it is they 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 waited to lock down and then they didn't lock down properly and they they avoided all the the measures that they should have done. Do you know for why? Right, okay. I'd put it that, that it was the oil industry because the anti-lockdown um, protests in America, for example, were, were actually raised by the Heritage Foundation. Yeah, and the Heritage okay. Foundation has got absolutely no interest in um, in helping workers at all. So basically, oh, they just no. wanted to get people back to work. But oil and went thought, negative. Well, oil did go negative, and, and that was part of it. But in the UK, one of the things that has come out, that I think it was the Daily Mail, or it might have been Murdoch, I forget, but basically... The reason that the Tory donors opposed the lockdown and this influenced the government policy was because they said, you know, if people aren't going to work and they aren't community to work, they're not going to be buying newspapers. They'll only be going online to read the news and that harms our revenue. So people were sacrificed in the UK so that people would buy newspapers. That is a genuine conspiracy. We've got evidence for it. We know the yeah. people involved in it. We understand yeah. the motivation. And it resulted in the death of people. But yep. we're not interested in that. We're interested no. in a fucking fantasy where the phone uh-huh. system killed people or yep. doctors and nurses killed people or viruses yep. don't exist because yep. we're twats that can't cope with reality, basically. Uh-huh. And yep. it's sad. Like... Uh, David Icke nicked an idea from Thomas Cowan right at the beginning of the pandemic and basically 
oh, it's the phone system. And he's pretending that he never said this now. But what, what he, he was a bit slippery even at the time. What he said was that basically um, COVID doesn't exist and miraculously the uh, symptoms that COVID seems to cause are also uh, symptoms of radiation poisoning, which can be caused by 5G because although it doesn't penetrate the skin, the skin is the biggest organ on the body mm. and so it gets into you like that. That was yeah. exactly what he said because I was working with him at the time. Fuck and uh, when that's bollocks, that. Yeah. But anyway, um, so... It is. Yeah, of course it is. Like, you know, as, as I said, like the 5G will kill us all was basically like a reworking of the 4G will kill us all, which was basically, yep. you know, a reimagining of 3G will kill us all, which was a, a sort of a sort of reworking of 2G will kill us all, which was basically a sort of copy or crib of 1G will kill us all, which was basically yep. mobile phones will kill us all, which was Tetramass, mm-hmm. which will kill us all, which is X-rays, which will kill us all, which is like, this has been going on every time they introduce a new product or system somehow it's going to kill us all basically. I have the same thing with microwaves I have the same thing with 3G I was yeah. very skeptical of these things I've got to a certain point in my life where I'm starting to think that maybe maybe it's going to be okay yeah I mean like it's probably actually, going to be fine I dated someone for a bit who um, who worked in this field of electromagnetic fields and things like that and yeah. one day I was with her and I was just like okay is there anything and she's like nah I'm like okay but like is there going to be anything no, nah. and I'm like, okay, nah. I'm just gonna take your word for it because you study this. And then as the sort of things went on, I was like, do you get like, do you get like, are you worried about getting threats? It's like, yep. Yeah. And then later on, I contacted her, I hadn't seen her for a while. I'm just like, okay, now 5G, you're getting threats. It's like, yeah, I'm getting threats. And you're like, fuck's yeah. sake. Cause she goes on TV and says, no, 5G is nothing to worry about. And then yeah. people get on there and go, you're a murderer, you're a part of the new world order. Yeah, absolutely. But again, this is the stupid thing, isn't it? And, and going back to, to, to COVID, um, Basically, by promoting this idea of 5G and by ignoring the fact that there was government malpractice, essentially, that caused the death of people because they got to stick to their narrative. Yeah. The the conspiracy world has actually helped the government cover up all these deaths. Massively. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. The best thing that the, 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 the one thing, the best evidence that is helping the, the government avoid responsibility for essentially allowing hundreds of thousands of people to die is this stupid contingent that go they didn't die from that because yeah. COVID doesn't exist. It's like died with died of. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, it's very um, different in the UK though. Like in Australia, we had a very effective lockdown being an island with excellent border controls for starters. Cause we're terrified yeah. of fruit from Jakarta or something. So like, yeah. you know, we, we know how to lock our shit down and essentially we had zero COVID for most of the pandemic. We had yeah. more or less zero COVID until the vaccines came out. And then we basically mm-hmm. had the vaccine roll out and then we went, okay, cool. Let's just do this and see what happens. But yeah. in that meantime, there were issues. And one of the funny things is, well, you know, like, yeah, you know, I had a few things. Apparently, Marky Mark Warburg uh, coming into Northern Beaches. I heard this. I probably shouldn't say this publicly. <laughs> but um, apparently, he coming into uh, Spruik his Wahlburger for the uh, a certain cinema chain um, run by a guy named Wayne Starker. I'm not going to get out of that rabbit hole. Um, uh-huh. But basically, he apparently brought uh, COVID to the Northern Beaches, which resulted in Northern Beaches missing Christmas. But that's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. That is just a fairy tale. <laughs> I'm not sure. Do not sue Marky Mark. I know your lawyers are on fucking speed dial. But when it comes down to the way in which the Australian uh, response was, 
it was very effective and it made it very confusing mm. because a lot of the culture wars we import. So we had all this sort of conspiracy nonsense going on where people lost their minds, but people yeah. didn't quite know how to. Whereas over in the UK, I think you guys had a lot more of a sharper idea of what to do. And I think in the US they had it pretty well honed. In Australia, we had such effective lockdowns that at one point, one of the least favorite politicians in the in the sort of cooker world, Dan Andrews in Victoria, yeah. he presided as such over uh, aged care deaths that I think was about 800 aged care deaths as a result of some COVID going through some aged care facilities and the whole thing. Now, we can talk about federalism and the way in which aged care is a government, uh, federal government responsibility, but we're also not going to talk about that. The main thing was is you had a whole bunch of anti-lockdown people calling him a murderer and saying he mm. murdered 800 people who literally wanted COVID to be everywhere and didn't yeah. think it was real. And you're just like, I don't know the, what to do with you. Well, this is the point. The, the mental gymnastics that have to... And this is entirely why in the UK, idiots started uh, doing the um, uh, midazolam thing, which was actually stolen. Again, yeah. this is what gets me... Like, the more you go into conspiracies, you realise that basically everybody steals each other's theories. It was it was first promoted by this bloke called Paul Polinko, and he's a sort of crazed sort of Christian bloke that doesn't think that pretty much any sort of end-of-life care should happen. Like, he's got... he's He's been he's lied in court he's just basically what he noticed was that we bought a load of these sedatives right okay and then what he also noticed was that in some executions these sedatives are used as part of the the process Mm -hmm. in america now and that was it that's his evidence we've bought a load of this sedative now there's there's two reasons why we bought this sedative one we couldn't get a different sedative so we sort of doubled up on this one and two we knew a load of people were going to be going on to um ventilators and end-of-life care and, and this they drug is this, used yeah. for, for, for both of them like yeah. now everybody basically picked up on the um the uh, idea that it's used in in executions do a bit of digging you find out that basically in the states where they do use it they don't think it's a good idea that drug doesn't kill you that yeah. drug sedates you whilst the other drug kills you however exactly, yeah Here's the irony. What they've found in some cases is that the midazolam actually reacts with the thing that kills you and stops it from killing you. Oh, and that's so, probably one of some of these botched executions in the States. No, precisely, precisely. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And so a lot of people yeah. are like, this isn't an effective uh, tool to be used in that way. Yeah. Which begs the question, if you're planning a – there's several questions. If you're planning a mass murder <laughs> campaign, right? Okay. Yeah. Why it falls short in a few ways. Yeah, why would you use an in- ineffective drug? Right, yeah. Okay, you wouldn't. You've got all sorts of things, but the the main question that that doesn't seem to get asked because there's no sensible answer to this is: All right, my neighbour Carol works at a hospital. Right, okay, she she also at a, a care home. Right, during the, the um, uh, COVID, twenty people in her care home died. So am I to believe that she did that? She was persuaded by her bosses for whatever reason to let's not fuck about murder a load of patients that she spent her life looking after this is a vocation she's begun into that field because she wants to care for people she works with these people she these people live in this residential thing some of these people are her friends right some of these people she's known for years and has built up relationships with but according to the conspiracy crowd her boss came in one day and went carol you've got to kill um gene and charlotte today yep and she went yep yeah, all right no worries there's no way i can possibly fight back against this because i've been told to do this by my boss fuck uh-huh. off Where's yep. the whistle blows? Where's yep. the people with PTSD because they've been forced to murder their friends? Why uh-huh. did not one of these people like go, no, I'm not doing that? 
yeah. right? or clock what was happening. It, yeah. I'll tell you for why, because the whole thing is bullshit. And the yep. reason they had to come up with that stupid theory was because people were dying of COVID and they didn't have the balls or the principles to go, shit, I was wrong. They yep. went, I'll double down. There's no way that I was wrong. There must be some other reason why all these people are dying. And it's like, well, what about all yep. the people? And that, that... Often the vaccine. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Later, it becomes the vaccine. Initially, yeah. they're like, shit, we need something. It's obviously doctors and nurses killing people. It's like, what? Yeah. E- everywhere. Where's the evidence of this? Where's the evidence that en masse, the whole planet decided to go, all right, we need to implement Operation Night Nurse, like or whatever they call it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, the problem with this, the evidence thing, is that like there is evidence and there's not because the yeah. evidence is a gish gallop of nonsense, yeah, usually yeah, yeah. on a sort of like you know Twitter blue account that has you know no like, character limit because God, those threads are difficult to to read otherwise. And yeah. it's just basically just I, I saw one recently today. It was just full of links of nonsense, and I'm like, I'm not going to look at that. No, but if I wanted to agree with it. I could within 45 yeah, yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. So I find like, you know, I, I totally agree that there is no evidence, but we're at a certain point where there is such a cottage industry of underlings underneath uh, bullshit, yeah. this thing. Well, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. when you look at it, right? So if we peel this back, we've got some pretty easy to sort of distinguish puppet masters and the whole sort of thing with your Mercers, with your sort of turning point USAs, with yeah. your, you know, your, your basic like, you know, um, media outlets and organizers and weaponizers of bullshit. You've got your Bannon, who's definitely a master of the art. And also, like you say, with Gamergate, like, you know, yeah. Bannon saw Gamergate happen and absolutely weaponized it. Somehow 4chan became useful and goddamn did they. How bizarre. Because, I mean, uh, look at QAnon and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's and, just um, abs- mental. Oh, the Donald and stuff like that. Like Stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, yeah. you, they've managed to really sort of mobilize these sort of troops to basically flood the zone of shit, of course. Yeah, yeah, precisely, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you sort of stretch into this thing of like these interests, these sort of moneyed interests have found this ability to just shepherd these people into their beliefs but do it under a guise of something else and then they have this amazing amazing ability of doing like also almost like a multi-level marketing scheme of a downline of people who will do it for scraps so you've got some girl in florida named fucking freedom patriot 69 who's making a thousand bucks a week on patreon because she says the right things at the right time most of which she's getting from the scraps left on the table by people like uh tucker carlson people like you know fucking steven crowder people like charlie kirk's network of underlings um Uh just this entire right-wing media ecosystem and it sort of becomes sort of self-sustaining in that regard which is very tricky to get around because like i say when it comes to the idea of like there should there is no evidence there should be no evidence but what but what did patriot fucking dickhead 69 say last week i mean yeah, it's yeah, a gish gallop yeah. of stuff you can't control anymore like the cat's kind of out of the bag what the fuck do you do with that there is there's nothing and like it is problematic like um there was an example the other day i was watching these two people argue about the effectiveness of masks and somebody put up this article and said, here you go, here's 70 peer-reviewed studies that show that masks don't work. Um, and it was all connected to this one article. And yeah. somebody had gone into it and read it. It says, you know, the first the first article, in the in it's, it recommends masks. You've not even bothered to, like, this doesn't even say the thing that you said it says. Oh, man, that's the fucking most 
infuriating but, thing because you look at these things and you're like, but you had to read it. You had to spend 15 yeah. minutes finding out why they yeah. were wrong. It took them three seconds to post the article. Brandolini's law, man. Yeah, but all they'll do is they'll basically they'll either ignore that or they'll go, no, it isn't. You don't understand the the, the paper. It's like it fucking says it here. Exactly. Like it literally. Yeah. It says in, in the abstract. Yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. Or. Oh, this is this is the other thing that happens is they'll just pivot onto something slightly different. All right, well, what about this? And it's like, but the exactly. problem is, right? If we think of your like belief structure as like a table, we've taken two of the legs off already, and you're still insisting that yeah. it's a table because it's got two legs. Fucking cognitive dissonance, man. And like, and I'm pretty sure that those those legs are going to be bollocks as well. Yeah. Like, and that was the thing that that again pissed me off and got me out of the, the sort of uh, conspiracy world. And it started yeah. with, with climate change, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you yeah. exactly for why. Because everyone started jumping on Greta Thunberg, right? Okay, And everybody oh. started jumping on Greta Thunberg. And I was like, two things. One, fuck you, I think she's punk rock. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, her, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Bollocks. She's upsetting the right people, okay? Yeah. And that that is fine, like that, okay? Yeah. And it, what everybody was saying was, this ugly little fetal alcohol syndrome bitch. They've just put her out there because you can't insult a, a little girl without looking pathetic. And it's like, uh-huh. you've just done that. Oh, yeah, you did. You've just yeah. done it. You've yeah. just fucking, like, it's like saying, I can't put my head in that fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, you stupid sod. Like, yeah. if that is the mechanism, right, okay, you've then literally just, yeah, you've just yeah. fallen for it. You've literally yeah. just fallen 100%. for it. Um, I, yeah, so anyway, absolutely. so so I started looking into it and I got into a bit of a row because this was at the time when like Flat Earth was happening and also all yeah. the sort of like Hitler, maybe, maybe we've misappraised Hitler. Yeah, made, like, Europa probably just came out. And, like, yeah, yeah, shit. all of that battle. Last I don't battle like mentioning Britain. the name, but yeah. No, but like, yeah, but it, goes, it is what bollocks. it is. We're in, we're in uh, it's all terrible here. shit and like ahistorical yeah. nonsense as well. Exactly. Yeah, um, but but anyway, so... so um, the, the climate change had happened. It was, it was a bit embarrassing, actually, because the, what I'd noticed was that people kept putting forward the same same people. Like, Willie Soon, here's one, right? Basically, what, what I started looking at was who are these people and what are they saying and who are they to be saying these things? And yeah. uniformly, basically, I found out that this person isn't actually qualified like, no. you know, they'll call him a scientist or a doctor or whatever, but he's a uh-huh. geologist. Yeah. And so he's not actually qualified to, to make the statements. He's not an expert in that field. And then uniformly, they're all financed by the fossil fuel industry. Uh-huh. And so I basically said, all right, let's step back and look at this. Okay. It's like, so this person that's telling you that fossil fuels are good, A, he's not qualified to, to make that statement. Mm-hmm. B, it's not really his area. He doesn't know. And see, mm-hmm. he works for the fossil fuel industry. Yep. All of these should be enough red flags. And then the most important thing was that, well, actually, he's wrong. Because if you then go and, and find somebody who is an expert in that field, they'll explain, oh, no, I see what you've said here. But the actual yeah, but it's wrong reason for this is, reason. is X, yeah. Y, and Z, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and, um, and I started to notice this. And I got – this is when I became persona non grata because another – person in the industry jumped on this thread and went i think um you've perhaps fallen for propaganda from the green agenda neil and i was like well um and you need to read my book um because we've gone through blah 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 and i said two things one could it be 
potentially that rather than me falling for the green agenda, which is a nebulous, not real thing, yeah. uh, perhaps you've fallen for propaganda that's come from the highly propaganda savvy and incredibly lucrative oil uh, fossil oil industry, fossil fuel yeah, industry, the fossil fuel and, agenda. And to your point about reading your book, it's your book that we're talking about. Yes. I'd gone through the first five chapters of his book and pointed out, A, the bloke's wrong, B, the bloke's not qualified, C, the bloke's financed by the, the fossil fuel industry. Yeah. Uh, he didn't realise that, jumped into the argument, and he's not spoken to me since. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty so, much how it's going to play out. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fossil fuel industry is behind a lot of this sort of stuff, and it's you know Very it's frustrating so. to see it. But, like, when, when you get to a point where people who used to be a part of the green agenda, who used to go to the, um, you know, hastily organized like. and cheap. Well, yeah. I mean like, you know, but like I'm talking like hippies here, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. people used to go to like, you know, a deforestation protest who used to protest against, uh, you know, basically fossil fuels and their interest and mining interest mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff are now going to protest against wind farms. They're going yeah. to protest against renewable energy. They're going to protest in the pocket of fossil fuel. And they're all yeah. going there with signs about the fact that everyone's a pedophile. And yeah. you start to think, okay, so the fossil fuel industry has now got you saying what they want you to say, but you yes. also come here because you don't like vaccines. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not like you're actually here because you hate windmills as such. It's because... So the guy who told you that vaccines were bad, which made also you feel really also yeah. hates yeah. these things. Exactly. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, hold on. Have you thought maybe there's a, an interesting link here? Maybe this is something you should, because, you know, if you like connecting dots, maybe there's some dots here you could connect. What do you reckon? Is, you know, yeah. you, you're all of a sudden this, this think for yourself truth movement has got a party line. And it's like, yeah. hang on. I thought that was the, the complete, like, antithesis antithesis of the of being a truth seeker was yeah. that you're not supposed to have a party line i remember vividly watching dave von kleist like get into an argument with somebody about like 9 11 and and they were all laughing and smiling and stuff like that despite the fact that they, they basically disagreed like yeah. and there was a couple of raised voices but that was that was literally as far as it would go now it's like, oh, you're a shell, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The only, like, I've actually just written an article for about this because it shows you it should be coming out in Children of the Headache like later. Okay. But like recently, like watching David Icke and completely bent out of shape because other people have stolen his grift. Like yeah, he's pissed yeah. off with um, like Jordan Peterson and Russell Brand. The pool and, is diluted hard. Well, they've, they, to an extent, right, here's the thing, right, okay. And this is what I say in the article, right, okay. To an extent, he's right. Okay, he's absolutely right because basically, like they they've pinched his shtick, they've pinched his buzzwords and his yep. idea of this hidden yep. cabal. They've they're stolen not, his McDonald's. Not, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not doing lizards and they're not saying Jews like he does. But basically, it's the same, same shit. Same formula. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. But it's ironic in two ways. One, because as we said earlier, basically all conspiracy or most of it is pinched. Right, his main yeah. thing at the minute, Sabatian Frankists. He didn't come up with that. That's from a book from 1974 <laughs> by a bloke, by an obscure bloke called Rabbi Entelman that nobody's yeah, well, okay. heard of. Yeah, um, yeah and there's cool. no evidence for it either. It's bollocks. It's utter yeah. utter bollocks. All these Rothschild stuff, like it either comes to the idea that the Rothschilds, like the Battle of Waterloo, that never uh, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, from that, the, that's, the Satan pamphlet. Yeah, but they, but that's they they preach this as fact, and yeah. so so it's ironic that he's getting bent out of shape for people pinching his his stuff because he essentially pinches other people's stuff, yes, exactly. as as most people do. But also yeah, yeah, 
he's pandered to this, right? Okay, he panders yeah. to fucking um, Holocaust denial and Protocols yep. of Elders of Zion, and yep. he's interviewed Tony Robinson, and he's entertained this free speech stuff, and he does the whole, oh, I don't care who I speak to, I'll speak to anyone. Fuck off, you're giving a platform for Nazis, right? Yep. And it's never cool to give a platform for Nazis. I don't give a shit what you think. Oh, we're just interested to hear what Tommy Robinson's got to say. No, why? there's a line. The man is a prick. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I don't why would anyone give a shit what this bloke's got to say? Oh, yeah. Katie Hopkins has got a refreshing take on it. No, she Dick. fucking hasn't. She's yeah. like she's fucking she's a pound shop and coulter. She's yeah. shite. Yeah. Like, absolutely dreadful. She's like again, she's like a carry on version. Like she's just really like bio, which is a carry on films. Like yeah. she's like, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. like a I fucking like character from on the buses. Oh yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. This, but but again, so so a you pinch stuff and b you pander to to these these people and you lie down with fucking dogs you wake up with fleas you yeah. were the one saying oh russell brand's actually kind of wise and stuff like that and then it turns out that a he's a rapist um yes. b, that he's been taking the piss out of you because like because of the reptiles thing like promoting this concept of that andrew tate like oh i don't agree with everything what you don't agree with him being a pimp and trafficking minors yeah. and stuff like that yeah that is yeah. that the, is that the bit you don't agree with oh but he talks about strong men and blah 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 and the need for this and it's like fuck off just fuck off no he doesn't Nothing about what he says is, is admirable. It's it's pathetic. No, it's it's, it's, it's like, just toxic nonsense. Brand yeah. is an interesting one though. Like what I will give Brand credit for, insofar as that many many moons ago, when and I think uh, maybe been you, because someone said if you ever liked Brand, you're an idiot. And I thought it might have been you, but like he used to have a lot of. That's the sort of thing I do say. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I think it was either you or someone else, and I was like, oh, well, I, I used to like him because I did like him. Yeah, it, well, there was a time because he was a leftist. Yes, he was. Was. And, and very now I didn't agree with his don't vote is no point nah, that sort of crap stupid. and stuff like but yeah, yeah there was a period when he was like he seemed to be feeling out sort of like hang on there's injustice in the world and I don't yeah. like injustice and the stuff elite's like a bit naughty and we should talk about that but there's no money in that so no. basically what he's done is he's gone he's gone the sort of like you know, there's the, there's the shell of that but it's not he's outrage fodder isn't it like, this is the point and and yep. um, I said like it all comes from that Fox News model, which is what Roger Ailes introduced, which is you, you basically, you introduce a personality and you have them talk about events. So Russell Brand, you're like, I'm just thinking, right, maybe, uh, Klaus Schwab, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or it took a Carlson who screws his face up like he's trying to work out 14 divided by 72. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder, right, if uh, it's like he's such an obvious, like, I'm just questioning things. But basically, yeah. they'll just introduce stuff, and every topic is, have you heard of this existential threat that's going to change your life? There's nothing that you can do about They're it. They're called Jews. Yeah, well, often, yeah, <laughs> there is that. Like, yeah, yeah. like, but... Um, but but this is the point, and and the reason that it works is because people like to get angry. You get angry, it gives you a, a buzz of... A buzz. Of, um, yeah. Dopamine, essentially. I think that was su somewhat like, you know, secondary to Roger Isles' um, sort of intention as such. I think Roger Isles initially had this idea of, I'm going to make a news network that doesn't fuck around, doesn't compromise, and is going to push conservative ideals. And yeah. then when they did this and they made this air of commentary and they created this new style of delivering news, I think the audience did the job for him, which is basically mm. just go, 
I love this. I can't turn yeah. it off. I'm going to yeah, have yeah. this in the background of my house all day long because every now and then, just like when I'm watching test cricket and a wicket happens and I go, ooh, yeah, yeah. when someone says something inflammatory, my dick gets a little hard and yeah, I no, really like yeah. how it makes me feel. But I well, think Roger just- Ailes was a genius but an accidental yeah. one. Oh, do you think? Right. Uh, yeah. Mm. I think um, I think it, it was I think it was architect. I think it was one of those things where he did this because he thought it was going to do something and it did something else and it was a oh, I power see. Right. Okay, beyond right. yeah, so anyone's belief. Yeah, no, that okay, that's fair. So it's like like his monster's grown out of control essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. But he, like in a way that benefits him in a way that he never thought that he could possibly yeah. have done. Because well, what the, happened was he controlled people. Well that's what I was just about to say actually, because it goes beyond sort of just like Oh, I see what you so like, like the initial thought is that'll keep people watching. Exactly. And what he's realized is shit, the more people watch, the more they become indoctrinated to the point where And they're just absolutely addicted. But it was just basic capitalism at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's it's, it's political brainwashing essentially. And now we right. own a certain thing where Rupert Murdoch can walk into a room, just like he does in the UK because of all the tabloids yep. he owns, walk yeah, into yeah. a room full of congressmen and they all look at him. You know, that sort of thing. Or to go back to our original point, you can phone up the government or, you know, contact the government through, I don't think Rupert Murdoch, hello. Like, yeah. but, but hello. you know, like, yeah. Uh, somebody phoned up the government and then somehow, because Rupert Murdoch didn't want to have a drop in daily newspaper sales, yeah. that affects the government response to a pandemic. I would be scared of Rupert Murdoch or any of his underlings in news if... I were in government and you know, yeah, that totally. is, that is one thing it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's very scary. And these sort of things, when it comes to stuff like Roger Ailes, stuff like that, I do believe that news news limited does a lot of good journalism in a lot of the newspapers around the place. I also yeah. think that there is definitely a lot of C-suite fuckery going on where oh, someone calls course, up and yeah. says, I'm a manager from news. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Cause if you don't, well, you know, we yeah, have yeah, plans. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of it comes down to money, but influences money as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And th- th- this is the thing as well, when people look at the sort of like, you, you, you suppose it's sort of rebels, anti-establishment and stuff like that, your Lawrence Foxes and your, your, your Russell Brands and stuff like that. It'd be very interesting to see where the, some of the money is coming from or where it's going to. Absolutely. Like to see the I mean, balance sheet of some of these guys would just be fascinating. I mean, the obvious one, obviously, is like, you know, you're, um, Coke Industries, Turning Point UK, Turning Point USA and stuff like that. Yep. John Mappin, for example, who's the head of Turning Point UK, he's the guy who's got the Camelot Castle in the UK, okay. in Cornwall. And he's the person that seems to be sort of throwing money at um, sort of lower level people like Piers Corbyn. and Keeping him going. Hind. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, G- Piers Corbyn News. wouldn't live well. He's no, gross. No, no, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. He'd be eating very badly. Yeah, I, I can't. I imagine his house is very pleasant. Like, um, nah. but but yeah, but but this is the thing again. They're, they're coming from this sort of big business. The irony of GB News. Do you get GB News? You, no, we don't. Are? But I know about it to a certain extent. And I must it's say, GB News. It's it's on the radar. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. It's it's tentacles will come here. Well. I mean, it's it's interesting because it, it it's it's just losing money hand over fist because is it? oh absolutely yeah yeah because like it can't attract um it, it's very very poor uh, it's it, niche as in production values and stuff like that it's totally right wing propaganda the funders um, are interesting it's legatum now here this is this yeah. is my point right okay uh, we talk about legatum with um what's the um the AEC forum IRC forum. Yeah, which is the They're one the that ones Jordan Peterson the, is connected the Jordan to. Peterson thing. Like, but yeah, Jordan yeah, Peterson is just the mascot for it. It's, oh, absolutely. It's, it's Legatum who's doing it. Yeah, 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 quite. And Legatum is, is financed through various sort of like nodes by Coke Industries, essentially. Well, yeah, Legatum but, being a Dubai-based uh, venture 
fun. Now that's the sort of thing that would usually like you know raise our sort of hackles and basically go. Yes, may- maybe this is the sort of thing that can't be trusted, but it's been embraced by the conspiracy world because huh? yep. again, apparently they're contrarian anti-establishment again they're just basically telling you exactly what you want to, to hear there is nothing like, more punk rock than a dubai yeah. shady yeah. venture capital firm funding a news network right but do you know do you know the guy that actually owns it or is there's the ceo his name's sir paul marshall right do you yeah, know where i don't know f- but yeah do you know where his hedge fund got his start? Oh god, what? He got he got a loan from um, um, George Soros. <laughs> now I, I don't care about that. That I, is a I comic go, book thing. But but this is the point, right? That should be the thing that sets all the conservative the, the, um, the conspiracy so. crowd off. But you again, so. the conspiracy crowd, the do your own research crowd, often don't do that. Deep they research, don't give basically. a fuck. No, like this is the thing. It's so again, the irony is that that GB News, whilst it sets itself up to be this sort of uh, alternative to say the Beeb or, or whatever, like um, yeah, and the elites, right? Yeah, yeah, which is fucking stupid as well. Like, uh, well, but but yeah, do you buy investment money is not elites? I mean, well, they, really? well, this is the point. Like, it, yeah? it it is the opposite of what it claims to be. But also, this exactly. idea that there's this idea that the, the BBC is this great big sort of woke left wing organization. It's like if only, what, yeah, in what fucking world? Like, do you know? Like, they've had. The most um, the most used guest on Question Time, which is a sort of political debate thing, uh, thing yeah. is Nigel Farage, who doesn't even have a fucking political party. Right? Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. why are we giving again platforms to these terrible, terrible people? I find and that hard. Base- yeah. Well, what the, the, the gets me is like people go, "Oh, they're so woke." The BBC. It's like, what, sorry, why is it woke? There's a black actor on it. <laughs> sorry, what? And that's yeah. literally it. A part, uh, part of the time it, is that that basically they've got this horrific thing about rewriting history and like telling you the truth that actually you know black people existed prior to 1955. Like, it, and, yeah, yeah, it's, quite. It's like, so like we have the same thing with the ABC here, which is the you know the government broadcaster. And yeah. It's really painful because they can't step a foot right because what happens is you have this intense right-wing scrutiny basically saying they're a leftist output basically propaganda machine where Mm. you can't be like that if you're the neutral government broadcaster so we had a situation where a memo was sent around the abc basically saying you must give equal time to the no and yes votes on the indigenous voice constitutional amendment the referendum oh yeah yeah yeah. Which was victim of a massive misinformation campaign or disinformation campaign, which recently uh, a guy named Dr. Jeremy Walker uh, did a paper about the fact the Atlas Network was involved in it. And there was general yeah. actual like, you know, sort of filthy money in it. If you look at Advance Australia, which is the sort of like the, the right wing um, communications organizations behind a lot of the uh, the no campaign, they clearly have some yanks on board because their disinformation yeah. game is fucking a grade at the moment but you had the most awkward things where i'll listen to abc radio every now and then and they would have someone on and they would have to say this awkward thing of like yes but don't you think that there should be a concern about uh indigenous recognition and the voice to parliament and you're like it is so embarrassing you feel like you have to say that you can have a story on whatever you want but you bring someone on there who's going to talk about something beautiful about this opportunity to change our country for the better but you have to shit on it because you've been told to by management and yet we have all these fuckheads on the no campaign and the just general cook 
sphere saying, mm. oh, the ABC is just fucking so biased. They just like, they're pushing the yes vote. It's all part of the agenda. There's Jews involved. And you're like, do you Jesus, listen to yeah. the ABC though? Because it's really hard to listen to because you fuckers have made it insufferable because a memo has gone out from management to ruin the fucking content. Now yeah. everything has to be double checked by your bullshit fucking way of saying things. So yeah. frustrating. I hated it. So oh no, that's glad that reference was over. Yeah, this sort of we've got to be fair. So basically, if we give credence to you know, if we give time to some sort of give it to both ideas, parties, yeah. we've got to give like the stupid people yes. on the platform as well. It's like exactly you really don't actually. No, like, you don't. Like no, like you don't. And you they've know, got we- plenty of platforms. They've got their own yeah. fucking platforms. I don't care if it's government funded or whatever. If you have to pander to insanity, then yeah, something is broken. Stop? What is, where, where does, does it, it stop? stop? Because, yeah. Where's the fucking line? Yeah, uh, are we going to start to have flat earthers on the news? Because basically, like, you know. You've got to be balanced. Exactly. This is the point. You know? but, but but again, that's been weaponized. That has been totally weaponized by by the far right, basically. By, oh, well, it's the Jews balanced. that are doing that one, too. <laughs> yeah, flat totally, earth is totally. totally. It's a Jewish conspiracy, which is I find very funny because, like, I always thought, like, you know, you watch the Netflix documentary and you sort of see into it and it's just this sort of, like, cute thing. But I think it was on a podcast called Yena Passeran. Um, mm-hmm. almost certain it was um, with someone who came on there was a bit of a flat earth expert and just sort of broke it down the fact that like no like the flat earth thing that's a Jewish conspiracy it's so like what, it, what? it boils down anti-Semitism the Jews are ones who are keeping the flat earth away from us oh right okay to hide to hide the fact so the that Jews know connected to God right Right. I'm not even sure. I can't remember what the thing was. And, you know, I don't have a note on, on hand, but yeah, basically yeah. the whole thing is, is the Jews are the ones who have NASA, who have all these guys making sure we don't know that Earth is flat. Oh, yeah. Werner von Braun, that, that, that famous Jewish NASA guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, right. Okay. So let it's me get, let me just shit. sort of, because it's, it's, it's dumb. But like, hang on. So that would mean that the whole Jewish faith they know they're wrong because the whole the, the idea of flat earth is that basically the earth is flat it's it's in a dome we're the only yeah. planet because we are basically like the playthings of god we're god's snow globe or whatever it is yeah like yeah. And, with the ice and, wall uh, yeah 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 um so if the if jewish people or the jewish religion has conspired to make us think that the world is round so that we don't know this yep they must know that that's the truth which means that they also must know that their religion is not the truth so why are they bothering it'd be interesting it'd be interesting i we should definitely do more of a deep dive into this because <laughs> it's one of those things where it just is confounding but also sometimes i look at these things and think why am I spending so much time on dumb shit? <laughs> just, it's just so dumb. It's just so uh, painfully dumb. But it is. It takes away the cuteness of Flat Earth. Because I always find Flat Earth being one of the cuter conspiracies where it's like, it's so dumb and it's so banal. And then you're like, oh, but there's like a whole Nazi There's a whole nasty element to it. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, mm. actually, now that you mention it, um, who's the uh, Dubai guy? He's very anti-Semitic, isn't he? Like, oh, okay. And he's he's a Holocaust denier and everything, basically. Uh, okay, so, Flat Earther? Yeah. Oh, no, he's the guy that did the 200 proofs of a spinning. But he's like, oh, he's like the, he's the Alex Jones or the David Icke of, of um, Flat Earth. Now, you know, I always thought... The f- uh, right in modern flat Earth, the 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 most the earliest thing that I saw 
and I don't know if this is true because me and Brent were talking about this, like because it might not have been the first. But anyway, one of the most prominent things that where people were sending around this ex CIA ex NASA guy who basically just lays out all the tropes that the UN map is the actual map, etc., etc., etc. Okay, it's a bloke called Mark Boylan. He does it at a comedy club. He's introduced at a comedy club by a compare. Right. Interesting. It's a it's a comedy show. It's a fucking comedy show. He's playing a character. Now what's what what happened is basically since then, he now sort of on his socials and stuff like that, he embodies the character. I think he's trolling. I think he did it. He got picked up and he went, I cannot believe that people right, fuck this. Like I'm doing this, I, I, I. But when do you stop? Well, I don't think he can stop because I think he's Andy Crawford, <laughs> basically. Like, but but yeah, that like so so because we were talking to Dom Johnny about this. He's like it's in his book. He's just like, oh, he's assumed that it was a joke on Reddit or something that got out of hand. And I says, I think he was. I think yeah. I, I, I swear to God, look up Mark Boylan doing it, and, he, and he's introduced. Okay. The the compare even says. We're going to do something a bit different now. This guy is playing a character yeah, or something like okay. that so that the audience gets it. And it's yeah, like a spoof yeah. thing. He's playing like a, a whistleblower. The fact yeah, that, that okay. the audience is, is laughing and it says Comedy Lab or whatever behind him. But but none of the fucking flat earthers have picked up on this. They've gone like, even if, if they have, they've gone, well, that's the only venue this poor sod could get it out at that. And it's like, oh, fuck off. You've got the entire internet. Like, you could. Have I ever told you my... Um, my favorite flat earth story, this this guy that I know, um, this is what convinced him that the earth is actually flat. Okay. He drove around, yeah, drove around in the countryside until he found the biggest, flattest field that he could. And then he went and laid down in the middle of it, and he couldn't feel the earth moving. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I wish that was not true. Like, But that is genuinely how this one particular guy, who won't name, Jesus. like... Um, came to the conclusion that shit yeah it's flat that, it, it's flat it might because i can lay flat on it so what was the guy's name again the the comedian um mark boylan mark Boylan. okay so i was thinking of um buddy jonathan pye his real name is andrew doyle um but yeah, you know yeah jonathan yeah. Pye, the guy who rants to camera yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I've seen him yeah, live yeah. once. Yeah, he's really great. But like, he's also like an interesting thing where it's a character. I think it'd yeah. be easy if you're a bit basic to think, okay, this is like Jonathan Pine must be a journalist. I mean, like, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, yeah, look yeah, at the thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's but, the shtick, isn't it? Yeah, great character. But yeah, but, he, yeah, yeah. But, he, but he doesn't break character. And like, yeah, no. he does. He does a really great job of it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I think if you were to walk up to him and say, are you Jonathan Pye? Like, well, I mean, yeah. No, of course yeah, not. What do, you, what do you mean? I mean, like, oh, you know, this is going to yeah. get much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, no, no, absolutely. But but this is the thing. But I, I suspect that this guy basically got a bit of traction off it and went, oh, this is brilliant. I'm, yeah. like, May yeah, as well take it, advantage of it. Well, it, it's a fabulous practical joke, isn't it? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? This, this lad basically sort of like rekindled the uh, the thing. It's like those birds aren't real guys or whatnot. Like, yeah, you know what the I mean? birds aren't real thing. Fucking hell. I remember there was a, um, I think this is a bit of a detour. I won't go too far down it, but uh, I can't remember the guy's names because it's a bit of off the cuff, but they did a thing um, for Bhopal, you know, like the um, the Dow Chemicals uh, tragedy in India. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did a thing called Golden Skeletons where they went to a conference with a golden skeleton and explained how you can turn these tragedies where people die into <laughs> money-making opportunities. And you had oh, these wow. guys in suits coming up going, man, that was so motivational. I mean, like, we've always looked at these situations as, like, the thing you'd never want to have. Man, like, you wake up in a cold sweat thinking that Bhopal happened to you. But, man, Bhopal is just an opportunity. Man, like, oh, this is, no. like, there is golden – there are golden skeletons in there. And you're like – 
fuck, they did it. They actually did it. it it's yeah, Golden Skeletons oh, Bhopal will have a yeah. It, there's a was video the, attached. It's great. Was it the Yes Men? Yes, it was the Yes Men. Yes, it oh, was. Yeah, yeah. It was the Yes Men. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed that um, real break from reality. But I, I think that sort of satire thing is really tricky now because I find satire yeah. quite depressing. Um, well, the problem I, with satire know, is that 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 you know. This is the thing. This is why I'm debating this comedian. Yeah, yeah. You will because there's there's so much now available. You can find somebody that's doing that genuinely with no satire. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the oh, amount 100%. of people that you come across and go, like, is this a joke? There's a bloke, this alpha male bloke, Nick Alpha or something on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, okay. So he's he's ours. He's Nick Adams. Um, oh, he's yeah. ours. He's a hard one. Um, so he's actually from where I'm from. And um, as in Sydney, not as Australia as, as such, he was on a, a council here where one of his platforms was to basically kill all the pigeons, I believe. Um, he's a very cooked individual. And the idea of whether he's taking this like alpha male thing seriously, is, I think it's still the jury's kind of out. But right. when it comes down to it, he is one of those guys that you think he's kidding and then you find out that he had a platform to just eradicate pigeons from an area and you're like, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't, I don't know. know. This is the point. And then, then you get some other people that started off as satire, like that terrible ginger comedian that started off doing the sort of if if meat eaters like acted like vegans and stuff. Tim like Minchin that. or something like that. Or? No, not Tim Minchin. No. The, 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 he then took a load. He's got long ginger hair, and then he took a load of steroids and realized. Oh that fuck actually, me! You know yeah, the guy, no, um, JP uh, Sears. That's a JP Sears, right? Okay. Yeah, he, he got real killed. Yeah, but he used to be funny, and then then he took a load of steroids and decided that rather than take the piss out of the wellness community, he was going to become the wellness community. Yeah, well, and, he became the conspiracy community. Now he just yeah shit, sits on trans people. The, yeah, yeah, um, and, he, and he's not the, funny anymore. The conspirituality guys, I think, do a really good job on him. Mm-hmm. They tear oh, him right. to pieces. Yeah. Oh, good. I think there's some um, others that do as well. He's a real piece of shit, though. But this is the point, and and then there was that Tatiana McGrath as for stuff that started off doing like which quite, should have been funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that shifted because that's where the yeah. audience was and just went from basically pointing out wry things about how like you know you can get tied up in this uh, section of gender politics and stuff to basically just saying that anybody that isn't that that, that questions their sexuality or or gender is a maniac yep. and it's just and, and again like that's the problem is that with the they they start off as satire and then sort of just became dreadful dreadful people basically it's fucking dark it's fucking dark so, yeah. like, I'll, I'm going to take you on a bit of a spin, and we're going to look at hypercapitalism. Because one of the things that I want to bring into this is sort of like a multi-level, multifaceted thing, and this is one of the things I want to pick your brain on. So, yeah. looking at something like the World Economic Forum and the Clash Schwab. Yeah. So, we've got uh, George Soros, right? Open yeah. Societies Foundation genuinely does fund things that help BLM, and on the right is like a bogeyman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we have been screaming about people like Bob Mercer and Peter Thiel endlessly into the void and seven people know about it. Whereas half the planet knows about how, uh, you know, George Soros, for a good reason. I mean, he was a fucking escaped the Holocaust and was an anti-fascist because he didn't like fascism for fairly good reasons. But we still have the, the George Soros check as a joke. We don't so much joke about the fact that the Mercer check or the Teal check or the Kirk check or any yeah. of these kind of like, you know, Heartland check or that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. There is a fossil fuel, sure, but also like a hyper-capitalist side to it. Like Peter Teal's not 
uh, fossil fuel guy. He's a hyper-capitalist. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. a billionaire who spends yeah. a lot of time campaigning against his sexuality because he's gay, yeah, who spends yeah. a lot of time pushing climate change denial despite owning a giant island for when the climate emergency does happen near New yeah. Zealand. I mean, yeah. bro, like you're hedging your bet, sure, but like- Fuck you, because you could hedge your bets better by not pushing ideas that continue the status quo so we yeah. all melt. Thanks, yeah, Bo. Yeah. But the thing that I find, like, you know, sort of interesting in the culmination of this, definitely more of a statement than a question, is like with the Clash Schwab thing, with the World Economic Forum, the way in which the conspiratorial right demonize the World Economic Forum, who are essentially capitalists who see yeah, yeah. things like crisis and want to exploit it and they see yeah. things like artificial intelligence and they just want to make sure that if they do implement uh, artificial intelligence, they can maximize their profits without destroying the society they're trying to make money from. At no point do I think they're doing this for good reason. No, no, I... I or give the appearance of not wanting to destroy it is, is yeah. more accurate. Yeah, like, or, or still or destroy so they can self regulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, totally. So, so totally. look what we said at the World Economic Forum. Surely we can self regulate. Look how woke we are. Look how fucking. Yeah, we're concerned. We're concerned. We're all stakeholders. Like, yeah, we're you all know, stakeholders. The, the community There's no problem that we here. Put the, yeah, the community in which we put this facility and factories and stuff like that, we've got to ensure that they're happy as well so that everybody's exactly. happy. Except they and can't bullshit. unionize. We can't let no. them unionize. But otherwise, it's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, and exactly. this is the thing. Like, we draw a line at unionizing, but we also do have a really nice pamphlet about how we're making the whole thing better, which has been organized by the brilliant, benevolent minds at the World Economic Forum. But it yeah. seems like a lot of these hyper-capitalist people like the Peter Thiels, like these Bob Mercers, like these dark forces – are funding these kind of media outlets who are basically pursuing these kind of agendas and they're doing it in a way that is interesting insofar as you'd think that the World Economic Forum's position was a good one. It's a yes. one of compromise. It's one of don't eat us, we're the benevolent rich. And yeah. instead, it's this thing of like, no, 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 fuck them. They're pussies. Yeah. They need to harden up because we're not going to take this three-quarters approach. No, we want everything. We want yeah, every single scare. Well, I mean, the irony, is, again, is that basically regardless of, of which system that you use, stakeholder or, or shareholder capitalism, like basically- it's still fucking capitalism. Yeah, it's still capitalism. And the person that wins is still the capitalist. Like, yes. So that, that, that's the thing. I mean, the, w, the WF, right? says that it's interested in this thing called stakeholder capitalism, which basically means that basically like, you know, we're interested in the effects of business as well. We want the community to be happy because if the yeah. community's happy, we can be more profitable. Everyone now, should profit. Yeah, as people like as Naomi such. Klein and stuff have, have pointed out, it's like, you know, all these, these problems that you're trying to solve or giving the appearance of solving, you fucking caused them. Right. Yeah, it was you, you that did it in the, Yeah, it was yeah, you that did exactly, it in the yeah. first place. And yeah. the World Economic Forum has been basically saying that it will sort out all these problems that it caused ever since it started in the 70s yes, or wherever it exactly. started. Right? So, so, so if it's not done it yet, it's not going to do it, right? Okay, no, it well, just, you can't solve the problem because that is basically ending the business model. But the, the best the best way of describing it is is looking at it like two different ways. Is is the wire and Gamora, right? Okay, so so in the wire, right, there's a load of drug dealers. What they yeah, do is this so is think good, of yeah. these as, as the capitalists. They roll up on the street and they set yeah. up on the corner and they violently defend their business. They give a shit about the community, they don't give a shit about their rivals, they're there and they're doing what they're doing and basically just making hardcore money. Yep. In Gomorrah, which is set in Italy, the mafia roll up on a um, uh, on a housing estate 
and they get everybody from the housing estate um, in the in the and have a meeting with them and say we're going to yep. start selling drugs here okay but we're only going to do it over here and yep. the flip side of that is that we're going to clean up the entire building we're going to keep crime away from all the rest of you and yep. basically we're all going to and we're going to give you a bit of money off the back of this as well so your lives yep. will be improved by us being able to sell drugs at the other end of the street okay but the flip side of that is that you're involved you have to tell the police if they if the police come or whatever now yeah, you on say the nothing, surf yeah, yeah on the surface, I'd sooner live in Gomorrah um, than, uh, than yeah, in the wire because exactly. at least you're safe and you're getting benefits. Yeah, but exactly. actually, in both cases, the community's been destroyed and, and you're the being profits are going dealers. straight. To, yeah, and you're being run by drug dealers. Yeah. So either right. way, the drug dealer wins. Yes. In fact, in the, you could even make the argument that actually the second way is easier for the drug dealers it yes. requires that that effort up front to give that sheen of giving a shit or whatever but once you've set that up as you say you self-regulate yeah. because yeah. if a if a resident comes to you and says there was a i got mugged down the street or whatever okay you can either deal with that keep it in house or you can say no you didn't yeah and if you tell anybody that you did you're done yeah. Because we regulate this. With the Baltimore thing, at least you can kind of go to the police. So so yeah. in some sense, that business model is is precarious. It's vulnerable. And you are, yeah. yeah, you're open to rivals, which is precisely why the Heartland Institute is demonizing the WEF. Because they go, Absolutely. shit, we've got this business model where basically we, we are open to rivals. Now, we are very strong. We are we are very powerful and we are, for, for, to use the same metaphor, feared on the streets. So basically, it's unlikely that a rival will approach us. But you know what's... E- which one's the one that did that? Uh, that that's the wire, okay? Like, so because... Like, no, which one was the one? The one who like owned the place and just fucking absolutely flattened everyone. What was his name? Oh, um... Oh, um, uh, Marlo. Marlo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're yeah, Marlo. Yeah. Yeah, so they're Marlowe, absolutely. But Marlowe is basically, you know, he, he can lose. He can lose. Whereas oh, yeah. the WF are the the um, uh, Italian Na- Napoli, um, uh, Napoli's mafia, Napoli yep. mafia, basically. They've got the community sewn up. They're, they are in the system, not yep. sort of rogue sort of operating. They're not parallel like to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, yeah. again, basically, just to, to sort of like reiterate, in both systems, the drug dealer wins and the community loses. Absolutely. Yep. But in the WEF um, version it's more palatable to the to the community and it's Definitely. also more palatable to um if you again you continue the metaphor politicians local authorities and stuff like that because you can be pictured with these people because they're local icons they're yeah, businessmen yeah, yeah absolutely and also basically because there's no ostensibly there's no trouble you can turn a blind eye it's difficult to turn a blind eye to the wire and marlow because there's bodies everywhere yeah. and there's these junkies lining up the street and they're stealing from the the, the the local residences to finance that that's all seemingly under control in in the in the mafia version in the wf version it's not it's just yeah. swept down the, the road it's yeah. swept to a place where we can't see it but you know those places where you can't see it and here's the genius of the business model so like so to, to again to use this sort of uh, napoli thing so this so all the crime is now down the road in san fernando or whatever okay so what would what would be beneficial for the people of san fernando to get in touch with the wef the napoli mafia and go Come here, come fix here us. and sort. Yeah, fixers. So yeah. it's genius. It, it's it's very very nefarious, um, uh, and, and uh, because it, it sets up these huge sort of capitalist 
uh, systems as guardians of the community and helpers yes. of the community and they're not doing that at all they're basically like you know they're, they're, it's it, it's problem reaction solution here's the fucking irony of it okay is that they, they, they create the problem they've got the reaction and they offer the solution uh-huh. david and they missed the that solution. yeah david likes missed that by a country mile he's doing yes. the whole oh it's nazi totalitarianism blah 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 and, and making all this shit is, up yeah, basically. Yeah, and uh, they want you to eat the bugs and live in pod homes and stuff like that. They don't. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. They don't. No, they, they really don't. don't care. Like, no, um, they don't. And the thing with bugs is, bugs. Realistically, what bugs are is a. They're going to use them for things like chicken feed, um, yeah. for the most part, because that's what chickens are meant to eat anyway. But you yeah. also have this situation where maybe we'll use like bugs for flour and things like that. Sure, but at yeah. the end of the day, what the bugs are really about is a few people wanting to sell bugs because yeah. A, they're going to make money and B, the third world are getting hungry yeah. and they're starting to expect food. Yeah, and we're yeah, in a situation, yeah. we're not, Westerners aren't going to eat bugs. Well, the, the third world, developing yeah. world's getting bugs. Well, the irony of it is that at present, it is more cost effective to make premium beef than it is to farm yeah. crickets. Yeah. Because and that won't last forever because the economy is going to No, no, of course will, it won't. Like, you know, they're, 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 but absolutely. But at the minute, um, bugs, so to speak, whether they are in, um, you know, you get some sort of like uh, like whey protein for like gym buds and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. that that contains it and stuff like that. So like, much more expensive. Exactly. They're luxury items. They're not, yeah. they're not, yeah. th- this is the point. The, the idea is that it's cheap because you, you know, you see insects everywhere or whatever. It's cool. Well, but it's, it's cheap like- because the new world order, basically it has to be because yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. what's the point, but, right? It has to follow the logic. But again, it, it, this is the thing. It's this existential threat as well. And they kind of tie it with climate change as well. It's like, they want you to stop eating beef. Don't you like beef? I do like beef. Would you prefer to eat a scorpion? No, not really. Well, that's what they're going to do. Like, I'm telling you right now, it's scorpions on toast from here on in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, but again, it's that existential threat and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, when it boils down to it, like, it would be under no illusions. Whilst whilst we're saying that the WF isn't the sort of new world order in the same way that the sort of the silly conspiracy theory says, it doesn't mean that they're good guys. They're they're lobbyists. They're, they're, as you say, hyper-capitalists. They don't give a shit about normal people. But that's... That's that's kind of the weird thing about conspiracy theories is that they, they think that you're being persecuted. The sad reality of it is you're not even on their fucking radar. No, like they don't know you exist and they don't care no, that you exist. They don't care. Right? They, they, at they, all. they they don't no. want you to live in a, bu- a, a a pod. They don't want you to eat the bugs. They, the, like, you know, like when toddlers basically like close their eyes and think the world has gone away. That's what you are to them, right? Okay, yeah. you do not exist. They don't give a shit about you. Like the, uh, on a very base level, they might give a shit in as much as they want to retain their position. Well, you're a customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a customer, and you're and that's, an that's annoyance, sort of and you're and you're a resource. Yeah, like, and they'd degree. rather keep like, you to an extent. But when it comes down to it, if you stop drinking Bud Light then you're probably yeah. going to drink Bush instead. And that's fine because it's the same company and same everything's company. fine. Bud Light is actually like, it has had a massive resurgence in its um, profitability. And so how that's been spun, because if you remember, everybody was going to um, boycott Bud Light. They were, because, they were trying. You know what was stupid about that? About that Dylan Mulvaney thing, right? Yeah. And um, the way that it was framed, I thought that her face had been put on like cans that were to be sold in the store. Mm-mm. They weren't. Mm-mm. 
It was a promotional no. four pack that was sent to Just her and sent her, to her alone specifically. Yeah, and it was one of those things where, and of the- course, like you know, I get. I've got a plug with CB Eco, right? And I plug them at the start of the episode and I, you know, I sometimes wear their t-shirts for funsies because they sent them to me, no worries. But it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, you know, it's just a plug thing. Like they just, they've just sort of said, hey, would you like some free beer? Because we like your show. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for liking Sweet. the show. Here's my address. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, they, they, but but no that deal. was the thing. But, but, but again, because there's a problem with like, accepting reality in the conspiracy world particularly at the moment that's been spun as uh that's because we forced them to go for more wholesome advertising strategies from that from here on in and it's like you didn't force them to do anything because they didn't actually do the thing that you said that they did and of course they don't like, have to because they own all the brands anyway like chances well, are the well, fucking beer you're defecting to is anheuser-busch yeah, yeah i would have thought so yeah totally and this is the way and, and that again, these sort of capitalist win because they own everything and again you know for all the reasons that you could hate a beverage like okay maybe it was deforestation maybe it was killing union members in south america no no it's yep, for acknowledging that. that a trans person exists yeah that, and that's saying it. well done yeah and do you know how incredibly fragile which is fine because when it comes down to it, it's hard to hard to be like what, that what, what pisses me off about it is that like it's so incredibly fragile and it's framed in this sort of uh, sort of gossamer thin sheen of uh, of masculinity. And like, ah, oh, I don't like trans people. And it's like, let's be honest. The reason you don't like trans people is because you think that if you acknowledge their existence at some part time, you might have to sleep with somebody that happens <laughs> to be trans, which is never going to happen. No, like, but that no. is the paranoia. Not unless like, you want to. Like, I can't. I can't possibly be, don't even just acknowledge to exist as a human being without somebody thinking that I might be gay. And it's like, a so what? That's not a bad thing. It's twenty twenty three. And B, it's like, is that literally it? Is that how how fragile that you are? That 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 like, oh, he's talking to a trans person. He's clearly clearly like he's clearly a homosexual. So why? How does that work? Like, How does like, that work? It doesn't work at all. It's so. But, but even again, if you could tell, you sometimes it's a situation where I'm sorry, mate, but you can't tell. People no, can pass. I mean, like it's you it, know, this is the thing of the toilets. Like, mate, like oh, you know, the toilets you, is such a stupid thing. Like it's it's it, infuriating. What the fuck goes on in these toilets, right? It's like, seriously, like, you know, when I go to a public toilet, it's a fairly sort of like in, out, you know, I don't hang out there sort of like checking out who might be a potential depends on how pissed I am, how much I talk to other people in the toilet. But (laughs) at the same time, if I'm sober, I'm right in and out. I mean, in the UK, the idea that somebody would talk to you in the toilets is is just like, people don't talk to each other in queues. I have an American friend. And I was talking. We are Australian. It's quite different. Well, this is the thing. Like you know, I have an American friend, and I was talking about queuing up in the um, in the post office to send some letters, and says so there's about a few people there, and it's like, what were you chatting about? This is a beg your pardon. This is yeah. what, what what were you chatting about? To yeah. who? To the people in the queue. <laughs> That's not an English thing. Like if I <laughs> yeah. turn around to somebody and say, "How's your day been?" 
they'd look at me like I'd stabbed one of their children. So the <laughs> idea of like the idea that, that this would happen, that transactions go on like this in toilets in the UK, it doesn't happen. I tell yeah. a lie. I was once waiting so long for a friend of mine in the public toilets in in Nottingham town centre that a gentleman in a suit walked up to me and asked me if I was working. Um, <laughs> he, did, he thought I was a prostitute. I was about fifteen at the time. <laughs> I'm sure you so, were very cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's very funny. Your fancy some business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was pretty much like that. And I said, Sorry, that's excuse me. Funny. Like <laughs> initially, I thought he thinks I work. In, he thinks I'd like mopping up or something like that. Like, no, 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 no. That's a different no, fifty no. quid. Different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe a hundred. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I don't know the going rate when it comes to uh, teenagers in uh, in uh, Nottingham. But, in uh, Nottingham, well, this yeah. was this was again. This is the nineties, so you'd be a lot more. You'd get a lot more for your money. You got to adjust it for inflation. <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah. But yeah. But again, all this, I just don't understand this. This sort of like, well, I do understand it, but it just makes me yeah. sad. All this sort of like hatred towards, towards groups. It is and a just pointless like- distraction, but it distracts us from all the things we've been talking about, which is basically yeah. that you've got a ruling class of people who are generally speaking taking the piss. Uh, they're using yep. political mechanisms to entrench their power. They are making sure that cultural norms stay the same. Yeah, And in doing that, what you can do is you can very much do like a Trojan horse of anti-feminist or sort of, you know, anti-progressive action by basically saying, we don't think that this wild thing that doesn't exist should happen. For example, kids shouldn't transition at eight years old. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool, fine. And it's like, yeah, so what next? Women voting? But yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's that thing. Like, you know, they can easily couch other anti-progressive agendas within these fictitious absurd things that don't yeah, really yeah. exist well this idea that that, that the trans agenda is that that sort of older trans people are encouraging other people to become trans so that they can be gay with them and it's like yeah who the fuck came up with this, this paranoid like 11 year old sort of like it it's is an eleven-year-old so, thing. It's yeah. so childish and schoolyard and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, do you yeah. really think? I, this is one of the first things that I fell out with with members of the um, uh, conspiracy crowd. We had, I had a big long rant with Richard D. Hall, who's the you know the Manchester guy. The Manchester um, guy. Yeah, we talked about that extensively. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I was on his show, and he was talking about um, the trans thing, and I says it's not an agenda, like. And he's oh no, it is Neil. And his his um sort of take on it was, well, I think it's to make money because like obviously like people are making money off these have these a stock and things like that, right? But it was it was it was even less than that. It wasn't even like it, he'd not really thought it through. It's just like no. all these doctors that are doing the the things they're making Big money so somehow things like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah. but no, how I've... many people do you think transition? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Several things. Right. Okay. Uh, what I said was. Right, and this was the only bit that they actually showed because basically they, they cut the entire sort of debate. I said, I think that people spend far too much time worrying about other people's genitals. Like, yes. who gives a shit? Who gives a solitary shit? I said to him at the time, I was like, do you know any trans people? I know two. Do you know any? No. What, what, so what, what do you give a shit about anyway? Yeah, and like, it's not and this part idea, of your universe. Well, it's the, the idea is that, like, these poor, naive, stupid people will be convinced. I says, Richard, like, has anything that you've seen from any trans person ever, ever made you think, fuck this, I'm going in the 
kitchen with a bread knife like no it hasn't right okay right the people that make that decision to transition regardless which way or whatever it's a it's not easy the the idea is that you can walk in and go doctor i saw a pink shirt the other day that i quite liked any way that you can turn me into a woman like oh yeah absolutely yeah fuck it we'll do it this afternoon like it's not yeah you have to go through a a huge amount of psychological profiling and stuff like that now uh, so this is the point do you think they they think that other people are stupid and naive enough to be tricked into this thing i was like well could you be tricked no no never no why do you think everybody else could be yeah. Like, oh, well, because they're not as wise as me. They're not looking at it from the perspective of me. And again, would that, okay, the idea that at some point in the future, someone's going to go, oh, God, I didn't want to be a woman after all. I was tricked by the New World Order for some reason. But there's like, like three or four of them, and they do. They weaponize these people. And like, yeah. Are there going to be some people that, that aren't happy? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But they weaponize but- as a concept. Big time. Yeah, yeah. The idea of and, regret uh, is a huge weaponization in the trans community. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. What about all the people who regret not having it uh-huh. because they didn't have the opportunity? Yep, and like, now they're not passing uh, and they feel like shit in their own bodies. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? These people that basically, like, oh, they're, they're a huge amount of depression, a huge amount of suicide and stuff like that, it's like, I'm not surprised. These poor yeah. fuckers are, are living um, this sort of existence that most of us couldn't even – uh, think of feeling that they're trapped in the wrong body and then when they want to do something about it to make their life or existence better they get shit from fucking cunts yeah. like so there's an entire so industry on yeah. shitting on them so is that regret like even driven by even in the sort of three or four people that they found is it really actually driven by what you did or is it driven by an uncaring society that you don't fit into for whatever reason Right, oh, okay. It's impossible to think that yeah, that doesn't like work hand in hand. I mean, like you've Precisely. got someone like Posey Parker who's being clearly paid to do what she does, going yeah, around yeah. selling T-shirts that say, "Oh, here's a dictionary definition of a woman, and you're not a part of it." And then yeah, you're meant yeah. to go, "Oh, but why are they so sad?" You're a yeah, schoolyard yeah, yeah. bully, weaponized yeah, by money to fuck with these people who are vulnerable. What yeah. did you think was going to happen, you psychotic numpty? And what it's gets me about torture. it is that they, they position themselves as uh, it's often done through a sort of vain sort of like veil of Christianity as well. It's like yes. the fucking hell. Like where in the Bible says that like, you know, love thy neighbor, unless of course you disagree oh, yeah. with their gender politics. Like yeah, and then you yeah. persecute the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Christianity's it, it, jumped the shark. Jesus, the sandal wearing socialist has, you know, sort of spiritually died a long time ago. I find yeah, it very difficult yeah. to reconcile any of that stuff. I'm not religious. Um, I know Brent is and bless his heart for, for being so. But like mm-hmm. when it comes to me in the sort of like, you know, do I like Jesus in the sandal wearing socialist sense? Yeah. yeah. I think there's Why some not? good lessons there. The Judeo-Christian ethics got some good shit to it. Uh, but yeah. generally speaking, you know, it is that thing of like basically, you know, I think Jesus probably would have shagged trans girl because let's face it, you know, he was just hanging out, you know, having some time, you know, drinking some wine. Huh. Life is pretty good. I don't believe in the uh, sort of like, you know, the 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 Jesus of the, you know, the, the Midwest in America that's basically, <laughs> you know, wants to shoot anyone that comes onto his <laughs> yeah. property. Gun-toting Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you know, and I can't feel that. Is and, that- and I, yeah. Is that car her arm still going off? You know, the one that's run by the son of uh, Reverend Sung Young Moon and oh. the Trumps were very involved in it. And they, they have a uh, 
they have a statue of Jesus that's, that's carrying a gold AK-47. Of course. That's so disgusting on so many dumb, dumb levels. But again, this this concept of, of um, and this isn't Christianity, this is an interpretation of Christianity. I think you mentioned C Street earlier as well. You know, the, the, the CNP and Douglas Coe and all of those guys and the family, they have this, the guys that run the, um, the prayer breakfast and were connected to um, Billy Graham and the bloke that did the moral majority, the other... Jerry Falwell, yeah, yeah. and all those evangelical Christian types and stuff like that. Their idea of Christianity is so skewed. It's basically... It's hyper-capitalist. Well, it's hyper-capitalist, and it's it's just like, it's just, again, the most childish excuse to just do whatever you want. It's like, we're Christians, and we know the word of God. But because we know the word of God, we're special, which means that we're allowed to sin. Which yeah. means, and uh, with impunity, and furthermore, nobody is allowed to judge us because you're not God. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, wow, what an incredible narcissistic setup. But there's a what huge amount of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like all your Kellyanne Conways and um, your Sarah Huckabees and um, your Mike Pences and your Mike Flynns, they all like conform to that. That idea, and then several other people who were sort of connected to the Trump um, administration as well. This idea that they're beyond reproach. And um, as Douglas Coe said, that basically, I think that the exact phrase or paraphrasing what he said was that, like, well, although God was God to the sheep, he was also God to the wolf. And, you know, you need wolves because otherwise, how can you define a sheep? And, like, all the way through this, you're like, basically, this is just an excuse to act like a wanker, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, like, I know you, what a sheep is. I don't need yeah. a wolf to eat a sheep to make you realise that a sheep, what a sheep is. is yeah, yeah, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. No, quite. This is it. But, but yeah, the and the the interactions that these guys have and stuff like that is, uh, and the the power and the lobbying power and influence that they have is astonishing. It's, it's yeah. very, very, like, uh, uh broad basically i don't think it's quite like that in in the uk uk doesn't seem to have that sort of christian uh, extremism although what i have noticed is like for example we've got this twat called calvin robinson who's not really a real vicar okay and great names for a vicar though yeah 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 calvin like, i mean you know it's it's, it's ironic because he's his 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 main thing is about trans people and stuff like that and yeah. personally i think this guy might be in the closet so it's like yeah, closeted man yeah, that okay. wears a black dress all day worries about trans people oh, yeah the irony hangs out like, with kids maybe yeah, yeah, particularly, yeah, like, you know. Mm. So, and then Lawrence Fox is pushing this heavy Christianity and stuff like that at the minute. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, again, I think it just all ties in. Again, it ties in with the, the sort of political movements that are, are behind it or that the ideologies attached to those political movements. I don't think, for example, that Russell Brand is de- getting a check from the Coketpus or no. whatever or something like no. that. But what he's done is he's realised that this this ideology, this hate and anger uh, mill, outrage farming and whatnot, there's an audience there. And the reason that that audience is there is because they've been primed by the large corporations to hate these sort of things and stuff like that. And then you sort of like, this is the irony, like Alex Jones, who for years talked about how uh, so-and-so's been used, blah, 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 weaponized by the deep state against so-and-so. That's what you are now. You are a tool. You're a, you're a channel of their hatred, basically. Like yeah. y- you are a disseminator of their propaganda. And maybe you always was, to be quite honest, but it's just, it's so 
so prevalent now that it's just ridiculous. But that's like the so like the the hierarchy, of the whole thing, right? So mm. if you look at it and you've got the we were talking about Legatum before, which is that sort of GB News thing, right? And you're saying they're losing yeah, yeah. money hand over fist. And maybe they I are. Think so, yeah. And maybe it's worth it. And maybe they're not. Yeah. And maybe it's worth it. But whatever it is, there is a absolute propaganda objective involved in a group of very, very wealthy people to disseminate mm. a certain line. These GB News epithets will then be yeah. disseminated down a path. And this will include things like the Daily Caller with, let's face yeah. it, massive. Um, heir to a fortune and general fucking Nepo baby Tucker Carlson who dares call other people elites, they will bring up these sort of talking points which will then filter down this downline of multi-level media that then spews out these same talking points, maybe with minor differences. And maybe we do the same thing when it comes to hearing thoughts from those who are well-established and well-distributed in in large mainstream media things, and then we add our own little fucking arse degree flair to it and give our own little spin to it and then republish it on our own fucking podcast. But at the same time, there is something a lot more infecting and a lot more um, sort of uh, devious about the way this sort of works. But you look at these sort of cultish things. I'm not trying to form a cult by basically saying these people are saying cooked and dangerous things. I'm more just trying to shine a light on things. But these people are trying to form a cult. Now, there's there's parallels, I'm sure, with the UK and the Australian versions of this. But you can see that we have our Sky News Australia, which is basically just weaponizing bullshit, making money from it. Not a huge amount of money, but they've got some presence on YouTube and things like that. Essentially, you've got fairly elite interests creating narratives, which then filter down to bit players. And now you have a decentralized army. Well, it's not decentralized as such because they're all getting their ideas from the same place, but they are still somewhat decentralized down when you get to the, the base thing where they're swapping they're ideas and creating cells. ideas. Sleeper cells, yeah. And like, yeah. Well, what do you do with these motherfuckers? Like, you guys have this stuff in the UK. You guys have all got your little independent media dickheads. We've got tons yeah. of them here. What what do we do with these people? Because they're never going to stop. Like, you can you could kill off Legard and they could go bankrupt. And Jimmy yeah, News yeah. could be not, no longer viable, but they would still find a narrative. They would still create their own bullshit and they would put it on their little YouTube channels with their 20,000 subscribers. But that's 20,000 like mums and dads and uncles and aunties and cousins whose brains yeah. are turning to fucking mush and they're turning up to councils to protest any kind of trans legislation. Like, you know, if you've got a yeah. unisex bathroom, they're going to turn up and they're going to harass councillors. Oxfordshire City Council trying to make a fucking workaround for traffic. I yeah, mean, you yeah, know. People turn up and say that, yeah, yeah, it's part of this 15-minute WEF New World Order. Yeah, but this is the problem. What do you fucking people do are, with these people? It, it's, it's very difficult because the, the problem is what these theories and these sort of gatherings and whatnot offer them yeah. is like a, it's like a new lease of life. Let, right, let's look Communi- at somebody like- Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right said Fred, yeah? Oh, they, God. They, yeah, quite. Okay. But let's look at them. What they've done is they've become relevant in a very, yeah. very sad and tiny way. But they were not relevant. And yeah. somehow they've managed to sort of find a way to A, be, be quite popular again. And and also there's this sort of circle jerk that goes off and say, oh, you're so clever. No, you're so clever exactly. for realizing yeah. that I'm so clever. And yeah. the, the problem is that the more you have a go at somebody – and point out that you're an idiot, the more it goes, of course you think that because you yeah. haven't got the special knowledge that I have got. Exactly. And it, and it, it polarizes people and forces people more into their echo chambers. Um, 
so so there's there's that and there's the sort of comfort and stuff that that it gives people but also massive comfort yeah i mean i mean that was the problem with covid was that basically the it gave people answers and it stopped and nobody will admit this right but people were terrified even like not maybe not openly but subconsciously the brain goes i don't know what's going to happen right if they weren't terrified they would have invested in stocks yeah yeah, yeah. and they would have made good money too yeah yeah um but they needed the they needed to close that loop viruses don't exist viruses don't exist you say yeah wicked don't need to worry about it anymore, and that's it. And just and go buy some supplements from the supermarket. Fucking Roseanne was one. Well, I was watching uh, her dreadful stand-up the other day, and she talks about how masks are stupid and COVID vaccines are stupid and blah blah blah. And then she then she segues into the fact that she's had COVID four times and hasn't been able to smell or taste anything for over six months. Amazing, just amazing. How yeah. do you reconcile that? That's my point. It's like, how do you live in that brain? Yeah, I, I had a friend that basically, like, um, on on his third COVID, and each time he lost his sense of smell and taste for at least six months. I says, well, when are you going to get the um, the vaccine? Then surely, like, the, yeah, you know, he says, you must well, be bored of this at this point. Yeah, I don't need to. I'm naturally immune. No, you're not. You keep getting it. You've had it three fucking times. <laughs> yeah, quite. Like, do you know what I mean? Fuck like, so, 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 yeah, this, this is the thing. Now, when <sighs> has it worked? Right, okay. It's worked a couple of times, right? Minor Yanapopoulos, right, okay. He was completely yeah. deplatformed. And there's two ways that it'll happen. One, someone gets completely deplatformed by, but, you know, he was driven to, to, First to gab and stuff like that, um, and then I think the last thing that he was doing was on a Christian channel, like a Christian sort of selling ornaments. He did a uh, big pivot where basically he um, said that he was no longer gay. Or, yeah. His husband was his housemate. I think he was working yeah, yeah. as a staffer for Marjorie Taylor Greene at some point. Yes, yes, I think he was. But basically, and I think he was. Just, he, I think he was uh, hawking nonsense on Christian yeah, television he, as well, he's scrabbling around and dying on his ass. And basically, yeah. one of the reasons is, then this is the second reason is because basically these things are so rigid, and because everybody involved is not on the same team, they're all out for themselves. Sooner yeah. or later, they'll start to eat each other. Like for yep. example, um, Ali Alexander. Yeah. The second they that they, they, they knew that he'd been fucking around with boys and young boys for years. Of course they did. They were friends with him. The second yeah. that became public, disavow, 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 yeah. and all of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, um, Candice Owens and Ben Shapiro have fallen out now because they have different views on Israel. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, thinks that basically. Okay. The what it's, it's one of these things where oh, fuck I agree with Candice Owens. She's not super keen on <laughs> mass genocide of Palestinians as yeah, a response that's, that's to, to, to yeah. Hamas uh, um, uh, yeah. atrocities. Um, ben Shapiro disagrees with her, and they've they've fallen He's out. Ben Shapiro, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Michael Yeadon and Robert Malone have fallen out at the minute. I saw uh, that today. Yeah, Andrew Kaufman and um, Judy Mikovits they fell out. And so when they fall out like that, you have to pick a side because basically the problem is their bullshit cancels each other out is, yeah. is, is the problem. So yeah. so sadly, the, the only ways that I can think is either massive deplatforming of the person themselves to the point where basically they just can't get their content or just sitting until the, the – the society that they've created sacrifices them because they get bored of them or they're not extreme enough for them or the, the mood has changed or they remember like, I mean, obviously there's a bit of sort of like sway with that because for example, RFK people are like the evidence that 
You lied about Epstein, and your fucking first wife died in very, very strange circumstances. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, doing yeah. the mental gymnastics to try and explain that away now at the minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the thing that always got me was about where David Icke was saying stuff like, oh, you can't trust the BBC and you can't trust this. It's like, you've been on the BBC so many times. He's been on, like, that, that show with Michael Portillo who's on Wogan twice. Yeah. Like, he, he's desperate to get on the fucking BBC. He absolutely yeah. wants to because it's the publicity. Want him. Now, yeah. if you're kind, you could do this, uh, well, that's why Rage Against Machine went on Sony, isn't it? Because basically, yeah, like, yeah. you need to, like, you know, uh, I've made an album. I want as many people to see it as possible. Yeah. Like that's why you would go on the BBC, but it's kind of hypocritical when you basically say you can't trust anything that comes from these people. And at the same time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And as I say, yeah. like, you know, he's cross at the minute, obviously David, because everybody's pinching his stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Despite right. him doing the same thing to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, quite. But, quite, the, quite, but yeah. the pool's also, you know, quite diluted. And like I was saying earlier, like it, it must be quite tricky for some of these guys who, like the money, like the prestige, but find there's a new new upstart. Um, there's yeah. we've got one called Maria Z, who's a real shooting star on our scene. Yeah, and um, and basically she is doing the Alex Jones model really well. She's um, oh yeah, she just lies through her teeth, and she just says the most absurd things to camera. She does mm. it in this little room with these crochet little frames behind her. It's the most adorably weird thing, but she mm. sells mRNA free beef you know she sells oh, right yeah fucking just how the nonsense. fuck she t- how she how she got the mRNA out of the beef yeah I, I haven't asked her the question I'm afraid I mean like <laughs> it's just but it's just that thing like you know she's just a consummate fucking con artist and it's incredible to watch I all I have a begrudging respect for her but you've got to have this thing where, so for example, one of the ways she got up is that she got really buddy with Stu Peters. Yeah. But Stu right. Peters has got to start thinking shit. Like Maria Z was like this novelty from Australia who was working mm-hmm. out of her mum's bedroom. But now I think she's bought a unit and she's selling a lot more supplements than I am. Fuck. Yep. Maybe I need to knock her down a peg. And yeah. I would be very surprised if Stu Peters, her basically a protege, turned around at some point and said that Maria was, you know, a part of a new world or some sort of pillow yeah, because yeah, she's, she's just this. too good. Yeah. I mean, she's a, yeah, she is no. a bullshit artist of the highest caliber. I can't remember when Alex Jones and David Icke were beefing because, like, he's a turd in the punch bowl. He says all this stuff about CFR and blah, 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 and then he brings up this lizard's bullshit and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then Alex pivots to fucking interdimensional demons and meeting God whilst eating a chicken fried steak and stuff like this. Yep. And like, so again, they've got no shame. This is the point, but you're absolutely right because like, and this is why they tend to start eating each other because they prop each other up, but at the same time. And so to a degree, they're reliant on each other for creating the ecosystem. Yeah. But because and it's getting an a, a reasonable amount of people on board. But this is the point. There's only so many people on board. And if your message is similar, as you say, like, you know, these people who are, yeah, these people are also on the same team, so to speak. They're also, you know, business rivals, essentially, yeah, aren't they? they are, so, yeah. And that's a, that's yeah. a really tricky thing, you know, like, and, um, and this is the thing I think, like, you know, when it comes to, like I say, people like Stupiders and, and Maria Z, I think eventually they'll have, they'll have tricky things. But the main thing that they have to do is they have to convince whoever's listening or whoever's around that they are the one who's going to save them. And that's what Alex Jones does so well. Like you listen to knowledge yeah. fight. So like, mm. you know, when it comes to that thing of like, you know, look, I'm going to go off the air, but if I do, you'll all be dead. But if you, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, but, yeah. If, but if you buy my supplements, I won't go off the air. No, I will go off the air, but I won't go off the air, but I might not. Okay. Buy my supplements. See what happens. And people what do buy the supplements. What he's doing though 
he, he's like a sort of sad boyfriend that's like, come back to me, Laura, otherwise I'll throw myself off the building. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's actually really, yeah, that is, uh, that really made but him it, just but again, into a but he, 16 year old. He knows exactly what he's fucking doing, like with that. Oh, like fuck, a, absolutely. Uh, and it works. You know, I mean, like he's made hundreds of millions of dollars though. So, you know, it's, he's it's, kind of, the thing is though, I think, I don't know, Alex, I wonder if he is getting ready to sort of knock it all on the head and stuff like that. Because, like, the problem is, again, he's tried to sort of create protégés and stuff like that. And, again, the ego thing. So so what happens is either, like, you disagree with somebody like David Knight and then or, or Rob Jacobson or something like that, and then because suddenly they become, like, your enemy. Or you've got somebody on, like, I mean, Troyer, who basically is your bitch, but exactly, isn't making yeah. you any money and can't exist without you. Like he yeah, just yeah, can't. Yeah, but uh, but it's he's like also, Trevor he's, Noah after John Stewart. I mean, sorry, yeah, man, yeah. I didn't watch. It's, it's it's a dilution of it, isn't it? The things oh. that we liked about Alex, we can see in Owen, but but there's, he's like a sort of he's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. Yeah, he does the outrage and blah blah blah, but he's just not. He hasn't got he hasn't got the charisma of Alex. Like that's that's no. the thing. And um, this this is this is. The bizarre thing about the the sort of it's not necessarily always information, is it? Or, or it's the presentation of it. So, yeah. and, and coming up with new stuff really as well, because th- th- that's the other thing that people don't tend to like to admit is that uh, a lot of the reason that people are into conspiracies and stuff of any description is the entertainment value. Like yeah, exactly. You know, it's a yeah. mystery. And that doesn't necessarily even mean like, you know, your wacky conspiracy theories and stuff like that. People are interested in people read like private eye punch you know yeah. magazines about sort of like you know political intrigues and stuff like that fuck game of thrones etc that's what people like people yeah. like plots and stuff like that and and people are shits so they often plot and conspire with with other people to to make themselves like uh, you know um f- wealthy or, or the worst part of this is like you know so for example if i was to push an idea of anti-trans panic because we had a common enemy and I was mm. pissing down on someone who made me feel like I was more of a, like, as you say, like, you know, I was better than. I could be better than mm. races. I could be better than countries. I could be better than anything. You know, all these sort yeah, of, like, yeah. generally speaking, empowering things. It's very difficult to empower someone by saying, I think we should all pay more tax so the uh, yeah. people with no opportunities should have a chance in life. Yeah, but but again, this sexy. Is, this is, no, but, but again, that, that kind of is like, it's like with the, the criticisms of the lockdowns and stuff like that. Like, okay, everybody kind of like, it, it's down to personal inconvenience. Like, these things offer you personal inconvenience for the greater good. These yeah. things offer you, like, um, it's all upside. It's all upside yeah. now. Maybe this is detrimental exactly. to society as a whole. But, but like, society. What are, yeah, what are they society. You? I'm interested in me you? at this, this, this exactly. uh, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And um, that that's the sort of, that's sort of the, the sort of marketing genius of it is that basically you get something personal out of it. But how do you counter that? Well, because it's basically, well, you can't, well, I mean, you need to, Can people you? to grow the fuck up because well, the, the problem that's a is, big ask. well, absolutely. Because again, like, let's say like, let, let's take the, the example of COVID, right? Okay. COVID denial stuff, lockdowns, massive pointers, etc. It's win-win baby. Because basically like, A, you get to do what you fucking like to do and act like a petulant child, right? And, and whinge, but you've, you've framed it in 
we're this community we're actually doing good we're yeah. trying to tell people not to uh, we're, we're, we're resistance to slavery because masks equal slavery or vaccines are deadly or lockdowns killed more people than the virus none of which is true but again this is the the, well. the, the, the rhetoric that he's built up because again that's that's sort of the, the the point with these things they're framed in such a way that QAnon or whatever you're you're the resistance you're fighting you're the tip exactly. of the spear etc yep. so to and you're saving the, the kids well let's think think about it how did Brent and I get out of this like well, I think for different reasons. Well, yes, for for different reasons, but but from the opposite ends of it. Basically, Brent saw it in the sort of w- real world, and I saw it in the sort of behind the scenes where I'm watching people that, and this was the, the case for both of us. We yeah. saw through the lies. It doesn't take much for for that snowball to start because yeah. I tell you for why. Because like we've had quite a lot of people come with us regarding the, the, the sort of podcast and stuff like that where i mean i saw it with where basically like people were that desperate to put out content that they just put out stuff that they knew wasn't true and stuff yeah, that was bullshit exactly. and then yeah. did it in the sort of oh, but i'm Status just quiet. asking questions and stuff like that but you're not yeah. you're, you're really like you're making leaning statements into, yeah and you're leaning into dangerous areas here yeah. right okay there was some that basically started like well maybe holocaust denial and maybe like this this anti-jew stuff and maybe this yeah. sort of stuff Put the is, is fine and and yeah, yeah. and then the other end of it was with with iconic and stuff like that, where they just went, "We're not, we're, we're pretending that COVID doesn't exist." Yeah. Despite the the evidence that I physically put in their hands and the conversations well, that we had behind the scenes, right? I mean, that's yeah, hard yeah. because because I, I think you said before, like that got you alienated. That, that yeah, absolutely, but but it also made me go, you know, bullshit. I don't want to be involved in this. And with Brent, he saw the the sort of, well, hang on, that this cloning shit, this this crisis actor thing doesn't make any sense, and if Brexit happened, that doesn't make any sense. And if Trump happened, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because if they were elected or not selected, then why didn't Hillary get up? I mean... Yeah, but it, I suppose it depends what people are getting out of it, isn't it? Because I was trying to think back to when I sort of got into conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Because obviously Brent's been desperately, like, introspective and he's like... Yeah, 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 like he's he's really thought he's made he's very much like that. No, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I'm trying to think when I got heavily into conspiracy theories and stuff like that, and it was partly because I just stumbled across some DVDs and things like that. Yeah, but I was trying same, to yeah. think back to what, like, I'll put it this way, right? Okay, and I don't, and this may well be correlation as opposed to causation, but I don't think I was at my happiest at that point yeah, in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was, I was looking for something and I was of the age where I'm not at uni anymore. I'm in the real world. Like, do you know what I mean? So it was post 9-11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. One of the, one okay. of the, I mean, the thing was like, I'd always liked um, UFOs and uh, JFK, uh, Yetis, Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, that sort of stuff. Been been fascinated by all that, that sort of stuff. The, the first sort of like, conspiracy conspiracy thing that i got i got off my mate chris his granddad had sent him um he's sent him a a presentation um it was ed begley jr um talking about 9-11 and how he felt that that there there was something fishy going on and and then the second dvd was a dave von kleist um 9-11 in plain sight okay and that opened the whole thing up to me and then I discovered info wars and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, and it yeah. started and you know, I was fascinated by it. It was like a hobby. It was like a new hobby. And very, very quickly it became sort of like the only thing that I would talk about. I'm sure my friends would testify that basically I was, was like a period that too. Where, yeah, there was a period when nothing every 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you why the first thing that, that moved me away from it was hanging out with another mate that I'd, for want of a better phrase, pilled. I, yeah. I, you know, I'd got him into the conspiracy stuff. I didn't and- pill anyone. I'm so fucking ashamed of myself now. I didn't even think about that. I'd shown oh, him Bohemian it. Grove and I'm showing him the 9-11 stuff and blah, yeah, blah, okay. blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went round to his house one day. It wasn't even his house. It was, it was a friend's house. We were having a party and whatnot. And he, he came up to me and just downloaded at me. Really? And, yeah, just basically like this and this and this and this. Because he was now in that stage like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Where everything you created and, a and monster. It, yes. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Am I like that? Yeah. And that, yeah, that, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so I was a real that prick. Was, yeah. Yeah. I used, I used but, to yell at people basically saying, you know, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. And here's yeah, why you're yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I did something. I, I think I upset somebody in a nightclub, basically. Like oh, doing at the pub so yeah, many yeah. times. So people got really pissed off at me. Yeah. yeah. And I just didn't like, care because you, no one's going to punch me. Fuck them. No, no, no. And also, basically, it's like, at that point, it's like, do you not realize what we're dealing with? I'm trying to tell you yeah. about this fucking cabal yeah. that's taking over the fucking world and murdering people in on the news and stuff like that, and you don't care. When Fuck I say you. you're part of the you, problem, how don't you realize yeah. that's a real problem? You should be, like, yeah. stoked that I'm telling you this. I'm yeah, saving precisely. you. Yeah, precisely. It's so, 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 so this is the thing. And, and, and again, like, I suppose it very much depends on how deep you go into these things. Cause I, you know, I've also got friends that basically like, Oh, I like to watch a documentary about JFK. Oh, I think that nine 11 was a bit fishy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't really bother their everyday life or whatnot. Do you no, know what I mean? It's stuff a bit like of that. a side thing. I got a man who thinks the moon landing was fake. You know, it's fine. I'm not, yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah. I love him. He's great. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I've changed my mind totally about that. I I've, I used to think, yeah, totally, absolutely, it's bullshit, <laughs> complete. Like, and now I'm like, no, I don't think. Did Buzz was Aldrin fake. punch you in the face? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Like, <laughs> he um, does. He does like a punch. He does, doesn't he? But like, yeah, he's very fisty. But but, uh, but but yeah. So so if we're thinking about how to get people out of it, I'm just trying to think how I can apply this logic that what's happened to Brent and I and and see if there's there's anything you've got to offer an alternative i suppose as well and you've got to think of the reasons why people are investing in conspiracy theories and so these are things me, i believe think, and i'll i'll follow up with you in a sec yeah because so, so with me so let's look back at it as me like so i was perhaps a bit unhappy so what happened where i was going out of it i was getting happier if i think about it i was doing better at work yeah i was becoming yeah. more confident in myself etc cetera, etc cetera. even though certain things had happened because life happens to everybody and whatnot of course yeah um and then then sort of like finding the flaws and stuff with it and i i, I explained this to this uh, i mean horribly like humble brag here like i was explaining <laughs> this to this uh Swiss journalist the other day. Oh, yes, <laughs> and, uh, yes. Yeah, Barack Obama. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but because um, I, I, you know, you know what I'm like, Joel, I, I get a bit sort of obsessed with shit. And yeah, sure. That was the, the thing that I was obsessed with was the conspiracy theories and finding the, the things. So I've kind of transferred my obsession to the story behind the story. Now, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know how sillyly, like, deep we go with the, the podcast and stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's ridiculous. But, but in the same way that, like, oh, I understand where that came from now, that gives me the same buzz as the understanding what they yeah, – the, 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 the yeah. Bohemian Grove or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? It's still like, the R well, moment. Yeah, there's still the, the R and the discovery and the puzzle and the achievement of it. Okay, yeah. And so, so if people can move into that, and do the same mechanism 
Like, do you know what I mean? And, and perhaps be a bit self-aware and go, why is it that this appeals to me? Oh, this appeals to me because it means that I can shit on people. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, why do I want to shit on people? Perhaps I'm not particularly happy. Right, well, let's do a bit of work on me. And again, not for everybody, but a lot of people use the, the conspiracy stuff to, as this is going to sound horrible, but as a substitute for achievement or as yep. a way to, to show that they're actually a nice person. Yeah, like my my years between like sixteen and twenty five, and also many of my friends that I don't really speak too much anymore, absolutely personified by that concept. Also, it's it's a way to sort of reject society as well. And again, this isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing because society is fucking rubbish, right? Okay, but yes, but it's like, often because you can't achieve within it, as opposed to why society. Yeah, yeah, and that, bad that's not necessarily your fault, even right? No. Okay, because life is massively unfair, and some of the most talented absolutely. and brilliant people just get get the the short end of the stick but if you can create a scenario where you go yeah but i don't give a fuck about that because the real world is nothing like that you're going to nine to five and you're worried about getting your uh your um, mortgage and doing this that doesn't yep. appeal to me because i'm fighting yep. satanists that's right right exactly okay. and, and i'm waiting for, for for the revelation where they're going to finally exactly. open up area 51 because yep. the world is far more uh, wondrous and full of opportunity than it appears than to your me in petty this. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, quite. Uh, yeah. Now, whether that pans out is is, an, is another question. Well, so, yeah, uh, regrets. I've got a few. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, absolutely. Did yeah, there's, there's. I mean, I never quite got to that stage, like where it's like I'm not going to do this because of X or something. Like, do you I know definitely what I mean? like, did. Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm now you know what? Now I've said that, I probably did, but but. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one, um, Nikes. I didn't wear Nikes for years mm. because I had it in my head. Well, it's two reasons. One, because I wanted to be a contrarian and go yes. like, well, Nikes what everyone wears, so I'm not wearing that. And then I sort of couched it in the sort of, and they have slave um, yes, uh, you know, I definitely had a thing workers. for that. Yeah, that was my right, lefty okay. thing for sure. Uh, Brent didn't like it because basically it's the satin, the satin thing, satin thing which I thought yeah, was yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. But then one day I just went bollocks i'm buying myself a pair of jordans and i know this sounds shallow but they made me feel like a fucking prince (laughs) (laughs) there there was just something i'd not allowed myself to do because of my mindset and ideology was just get something frivolous that is pointless but but for no good reason makes you feel kind of happy and I had not done that before because I'd avoided it. And, and it's stupid. It's a pair of fucking shoes. It's yeah. stupid. But there was something to about that that just made me go, you know what? I'm going to be happy for that. Yeah. And I know that's shallow and I get it. And I know that's a really silly glib example and stuff like that. But you know what? Sometimes you need to just go, oh, bollocks. The way, I don't need the weight of the entire world on me. I yeah. can be a bit selfish and a bit sort of shallow and a bit sort of just and just participate uh, pleasure seeking. Yes, yes, just just yeah, participate. I've always yeah. I've been a contrarian for music. I've been a contrarian for anything that I thought was too accepted and too mainstream. And yeah. eventually, I've got to a point where while I still do shun these things, I don't shun them for the same dumb reasons. I yeah, shun them because yeah. I just don't like them. I still like pop music, but I'm mm. not so aggressive and pointlessly, you know, sort of shitty about it. And yeah. I think there's something liberating about that. Well, the other point is as well, it's like finding out the world isn't as, as terrifying as people think it is. And so the, like the trans experience as well. Most people that are terrified about trans people have never really met a trans person. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
I was um, used to work at a place, and there was a trans lady there called Emily. She's lovely, absolutely wonderful, and um, everybody was really like, "I don't want to sit next to her. I, just, I don't want to sit." It was the same thing. I was like, "Why don't you want to sit next to her?" And no one could answer. And it was What's like, the deal? "Yeah." Because you think that if you sit next to her, everyone's going to think that you shagged her, aren't you? Like, like grow the fuck up. Yeah, it's childish. I, it's incredibly yeah, and childish. It is. And, and I sat down, and Emily is the most fabulous person. And the second that I started talking to her, I went, and this this, this might make me sound ignorant. It's not my intention. I, I, I immediately went, oh, Emily's a lady. Right, okay, I get it. Right, she's a woman, right? I don't... It's very difficult to explain her mannerisms, the way that she presented herself, the conversations and stuff like that. And like, yeah. it just is like, oh, I get it. You're, you're, you're a woman. I get it. Yeah. And she's ace. She's, yeah. she's into all sorts of like weird, wacky sci-fi that I enjoy and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, like hitchhikers and red dwarf and things There's like that. There's a massive trans nerd crossover I've found. Like yeah, all yeah, the trans yeah, girls totally. I know are massive dogs. <laughs> but, but this is the thing, but, but they're sort of, but immediately the sort of like, <gasps> was taken away because it's like it's just emily it's just yeah. emily it doesn't yeah, matter and and yeah and and this is the thing the problem is that a lot of these conspiracies are a lot of far-right ideology a lot of anything that's hateful and stuff that like, relies on echo chambers and stuff like that i know yeah. it's a bit glib and stuff like that like but it's like the american history x it's like uh oh, i actually hung out with a black person and realized that actually that he's all right do you yeah, know what I mean, and, and then, then the ending happens, which kind of like, yeah, we're, we're in yeah, of course. But, 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 but the the point, the, yeah, but the point being that basically you've kind of got to, um, for want of a better phrase, inoculate yourself to these things in society that yeah. you think are terrifying, and the yeah. way that you do that is by having a little bit of it, like, and then, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, before you go and and everybody's sort of like you know the world is changing in a huge way basically when i was at school right which was in the 90s i i started going out with this girl um from like a couple of towns over whatever and one of her friends was openly gay at school openly what, gay what age about 15 16 no so he's a bit older than that so about about 18 19 okay. something like that yeah that's about as early as we got back home that was uh, otherwise that, that was very brave at the time for, for that blew my mind yeah. because there's no not because i was opposed to it because i but because they'd have been beaten to death in the village yeah. where i lived yeah and and that confidence and they just the acceptance of being to themselves yeah, I, I thought that was – there was a lad that, uh, at our school um, uh, who came out, and uh, but he didn't come out until after sixth form. Uh, so, so again, that's, that's actually a similar age and stuff like that. I was so proud of him because, like, because the environment that we lived, live, uh, lived in, that was the most – rebellious Hostile. thing that you could have yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Rebellious, yeah. Uh, like yeah absolutely i used to get chased through the fucking village right because i had green hair by grown men yeah. who wanted to kick the shit out of grown me. Like, men oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had yeah, fellow I even, kids who didn't like me for being a goth but i mean like they were just being oh, bitches no. no this is when i was a teenager they were kind of scared like of me that. as well which is good mate like honestly i live in a very an old mining town that is that is yeah, not not as cosmopolitan something. as it might be like not very punk so, rock by the sounds of things no it's incredibly not very punk rock like no. and um yeah, but but again, because of my environment, these things blew my mind, and I was totally open to all these things. I was no way homophobic, in no way racist, no way transphobic, or any of these things. No. But at the same time, 
I'd not been exposed to any of these things. Yeah. So people in my environment who were less progressively minded to me, who also had not been exposed to these things, you can kind of understand why they're terrified of it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not justifiably, but you can understand no. their mindset, right? Yeah. And so, again, how do you get people out of that? I, I suppose by by sort of trying to sort of counter the indoctrination by showing them reality, I suppose. Is, is well, I'll tell you way. what. Uh, that's a good note for me to segue in because this is something that I've thought about a lot. I think it's something like uh, Daniel Morrison's work, which is one of the things he's he's written a few medium articles. We've talked a lot, had him on the show a few times, Mm. basically talking about the, um, this whole idea of the sort of like these more right-wing fossil fuel, like you say, um, interest uh, think tank elites and these sort of things. Yeah. So let's go down to the basics. A lot of the people, whether they were or are, addicted to canon narratives. This is the thing. So yeah. a lot of these people weren't that are now, or they were already sort of opposition defiant disorder types who yeah. eventually got convinced by people like Milo Yiannopoulos that being yeah, yeah. conservative is somehow punk rock. Yes. And they have gone down this path and they've followed a narrative, they've followed a general sort of stereotype, and that's fine. Yep. But when it comes down to it, the reality is is that they are being programmed by a fairly small and yet very large group of people who are either directly funding media organisations that have large reach, as they are funding that, or yep. they are just basically, like I say, the downline of these organizations that are parroting these talking points because they get viewers. Partially, yes. like I say, with that unintentional effect of Roger Ailes, where you think that what you're doing is you just kind of get viewers, but by the fact of this bizarre sort of serendipitous reaction to hatred bigotry, uh, persecution complexes, and a general sense of superiority of like one to the other, that mm-hmm. it's very successful in getting viewers and attracting, attracting um, passion, which creates yes. shares, which creates sort of viewers. So these counter narratives are very difficult to contain once they're out of the, the stable. So yes. you have these right-wing counter narratives, which are being fostered and funded by large right-wing interests and also bit players who are basically getting people to give them money because it makes them feel interesting. Yes. What you do is you give a different counter narrative because you can't give these people. And I love the idea of being able to bring them around to a more mainstream sort of perspective to basically say, look, we live in a society. Shut the fuck up. Like just be one of us, be one of the community. Why can't you just be part of the thing? Or you can provide the other counter-narrative, which is that the elites are programming you, you fucking dead shit, and you are a useful idiot for fossil fuel industries that are going to cause your grandchildren to die. Yeah. That's a counter-narrative. and, and that's that's the truth, and that's what's so it is the uh, truth galling to me because you can see that with climate change, you can see it with Brexit, you can see it with Absolutely. the election of Trump, and you can see it with COVID denial. Your pawns, you are being you're part of a mind control program. Now here's the problem, right, Kate? Right, when you get into the conspiracy world, there is that entry into it where you go. I can't believe how fucking stupid I was for all these yep. years. I was right, blind. Okay. I was yeah, a yeah, sheep. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is with with that people are like, it's okay, it's okay, you're right, you know that bombing. now. Yeah, the problem is that because of the the framing of it nowadays, you can't say it's. I don't know. It's almost like the sort of the talons are in too deep or whatever. They're very because, deep. They're because very, the problem very deep. is 
in the same way that where you've got to reject the the, the thing, uh, you know, your worldview, and go, oh crikey, I was wrong. With this, you've got to go, I was wrong again. Exactly. Yeah. True. Right. I was wrong again, and and so you've got to give somebody the sort of the framework to to to, to understand why they were wrong that that doesn't make them look stupid. The only uh, way you that- can do it, though, is, of course, in the fact that if you make them come around to a mainstream consensus where you yeah. realize everything is wrong, but you have no payout, mm. then it's like the poker machine that basically just says, here's your money back, go home and forget anything happened. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. this one has the payoff of basically saying, you were wrong, but you yeah. wound up being right again don't worry, you're still magical, you're still brilliant, and you're yeah. still raging against a machine, which yeah, yeah, gives you a yeah. sense of purpose. No, absolutely, absolutely. The, the, the problem is that basically like the, the sort of psychological comfort built up by the by the thing, because it's so entrenched with sort of it's politics. And because too entrenched at uh, this point. Uh, uh, yeah, because They have so communities now. With, yeah, precisely. This, it's this their is only the friends. Yeah, like it, – in the past, you could say basically, you know, I've looked at this 9-11 stuff and I'm not convinced that there was no planes, say. Mm-hmm. And people would go, all right, no worries. We'll still keep looking into this. You look into your thing. We're all still pals. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There yeah. are certain lines now where basically it's, you know, you know, I don't think that we should be hating trans people. Well, then get the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it can be very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Really um, subtle. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there is... Uh, and again, it, it's that shift. The whole movement shift to the shifted to the right. I mean, again, yeah. the, the microcosm of it is looking at uh, is Alex Jones's content or David Icke's content and stuff like that. There was always, always, always the anti-Semitism and the sort of you know. But again, even when it was the anti-Semitism, it was couched in. It's not really anti-Semitism. It's just that these people happen to be Jews, kind of. Like, yeah, do you know and what I mean? the common enemy thing is huge as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a revelation for me, actually, as well. Uh, was at a point where I sort of looked at it and went, yeah, there's a fuck ton of anti-Semitism. Like, but most of the people don't realize that they're being anti-Semitic. Like, yeah. the, you know, the, the canards. Like, nine times out of ten, it used to be the fact that people were talking about, say, Rothschild banking and stuff like that. They, they didn't actually hate Jews or anything. They just had heard this trope. And so, mm-hmm. basically, like, they're talking about that and they don't realize that it's Nazi propaganda. Or I don't like finances. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. bankers are assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about the Rothschilds. I'm yeah. adding this up like a child. Yeah, but nowadays yeah. It, it's kind of it's a bit more extreme than that, and basically, like, yeah. there's a lot more sort of dog whistles and sort of, um, you know, oh, it's much more complex. Out, yeah, and just out and, and out sort of claxons as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but it's like, yeah, but there's definitely like, there's people in the movement who are um, anti-Semitic, quite proud of it, and doing their best to make sure that sort of spreads. And like we mentioned Europe before, like I say, I don't like I love mentioning it, but the you know the twelve hour holocaust oh, film yeah yeah it's uh, all yeah. through the movement and it's that thing of like i'm sorry like it why are you sharing this why why is this moment of awakening so important to you that you would cheapen the death of so many people it's ridiculous like you know no one's out there denying the uh pole pot in cambodia and the khmer rouge uh, killing yeah. two odd million people with fucking glasses yeah. or stalin's terrible of um work there i mean like it just so happens the one that concerns the Jews is the contentious one. Uh, okay, that, you know. that, that's an interesting one, though the the, the holo- uh, Holocaust denial. Um, 
Have you read the Deborah Lipstadt uh, book, uh, Denying the Holocaust? No. It's fantastic. She's the woman that took David Irving to court, or Ooh. David Irving actually took her to court. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And backfired? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah like yeah. He, She awesome. called him a Holocaust denier. He took her to court to sue her. He ended up losing Oops. and paying her expenses, I believe. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a dickhead like David yes, Irving. Although, like, uh, although, ironically, here's one of the things, right, okay, and this is this is this. Uh, I hate to sound like a snob or anything like this, but but people don't deal with information well. People don't know how to decode Often, yeah. information. A lot yeah. of people don't understand like certain rules of media, which is bizarre because you can kind of read it on the television news, but then in print media and other things, that like people are very selective. If there is a question mark in the headline, "Does COVID vaccine cause death?" question mark You know the answer. The answer is yeah. no. Yeah. Because if the answer was yes, there would be no question they would have mark. A question mark. Exactly. They put the question yeah, mark yeah. there so that they can say any wild shit. But yeah. most people don't sort of like get that. Most people don't know how to write an essay um, and how to frame. I helped my um, lads mate with his dissertation uh, and he did really well on it. But, but basically like when I was reading it and stuff, I was like, right, you've got to explain why you think this. You can't yeah. just say this. You've got to explain what evidence made you think that and why you think that evidence is good. And then you've got to compare the opposite argument and look at the evidence there and then weigh it up and see which is right. You need four points for, four points for against, and you need to show you're working. It's no good just saying this is a thing or I think this. Why is this a thing? Why do you think this? What evidence has led you down that path? Right, okay. And, and, even he, who was at, at like university level doing his final thing, he'd not really done that type of essay before. So yeah, I had to okay. help him help him do it. Now, going back to the Deborah Lipstadt book uh, on denying the Holocaust, why it's so good is it because it looks at sources and it looks at timelines. Yeah. And, um, and this is – so basically when it says, oh, there was a, a swimming pool at Auschwitz or whatever. Okay. So she finds out that, yeah, A, there wasn't. Uh, well, there yeah. kind of was. It was a water tank that was used by the gods, right? Okay. So she finds out, the, A, the facts about it. But then what she finds out is, well, where, who was the first person to say that this was a swimming pool? And what was mm-hmm. the evidence that they – got mm-hmm. for it and what was their perspective and in every single occasion you found out that this was a sort of card carrying nazi that was you know m- many many years after the fact looking at nitpicking things to, to yeah. say oh well this this uh, you pull this and the entire house of cards falls down and by going and finding the source of the information where it came from and why it was disseminated you get a, a further understanding so you can go well i can dismiss that or in some cases you can say well fine that that's that's solid so yeah. but but a lot of people don't don't actually have these skills and like David Irving as well, for all these faults and stuff like that, before he went absolutely mad uh, and started being a, a Hitler enthusiast, yeah, it, he was an excellent historian. And the reason mm. that he did that was because he, he had this tactic um, that I try t- to use whenever possible, is to put things in a timeline mm. so that you can go, all right, well, what happened? When did this happen? And, and why did this happen? I recently read a book called Bloodlands, uh, which is a fascinating book about the Second World War. And 
I don't know if they teach you. We you do the Second World War when you're at school. Yeah, of course, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but so I thought I knew everything about it, or, or you know, the general gist. And what this book does is it lays out the timeline of why was the Ukraine important? Why was Poland important? Why was Czechoslovakia important? At what point did and you find out that things like the Holocaust and the mass gassings and stuff like that happened because of a series of events. Yes, yeah. and they like, made do you sense. Know, do you know what I mean? Like when you when you sort of learn it at school, you go, "All right, so from day one, they invaded Poland uh, because of Lebensraum and started gassing the Jews." And it's like, no, that's not what happened at all. There was a lot more complicated. They'd already started tried mass deportations and working people to death. They'd already been shooting people and doing mobile gas things. Yeah. There was an ironic stage during the Second World War where because there were so many German men fighting in Europe, they brought in Jewish prisoners to Germany to fulfill the working roles that the Germans were, were, weren't able to do. Yeah, and so okay. at the start of the Second World War, Jewish population of Germany was like 1% or something like that. And at times, there was far greater than that due to the Nazi Party's actions and, and stuff like that, which then they were able to use to go, look at this and blah, 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 and justify gassings and stuff like that. There was yeah. also a thing that I found out that basically after the war, when German civilians were being taken on trains to places away from uh, war zones and stuff like that they were fearful that they were going to be gassed because they yeah, knew about okay. it which yeah. was not a thing that but but the the point being that even things where where you think oh i know how this went down yeah it's never as it's never as simple as that never as simple, like, yeah, yeah yeah there was a Nazi policies directly influenced Soviet policies. Soviet policies directly influenced Nazi policies. American policies affected both of these people. And, and just, just that the world is far more complicated uh, and motivation uh, is, is important. And, and understanding the, the circumstances that have led towards something uh, it is important to understand the complex nature of the world. Now, what conspiracy theories tends to do is bypass that and yeah. go, there's an overarching reason, there's, there's a world plot, there's an X, Y, Z or whatever. And exactly. just to like absolutely 100% clarify, I'm not saying in any way that the Nazis were good or that, that their actions no, no, were no. justified well, by circumstances. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely not. There were, no, there were, it, was, it was horrific, obviously, as was Stalin. Um, but it was just fascinating to hear the way that it all happened and sort of almost the grim inevitability of of you can see where this is going. Obviously, with hindsight, you know that this is going to lead to this, which is going to lead to this, which is going yeah. to lead to this and stuff like that. For example, I realised like Poland and Belarus were – uh, where the Einzak Gruppen and stuff like were had a horrible, terrible time of it. Poland had an awful time from both sides, as did Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then essentially a lot of these places were just abandoned after the war as well. Like, yeah, okay. so yeah, just Economies again, fall and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but so, so my point is that basically even things that you actually think like, oh, I've got a fairly solid grasp on this, like, you, you often don't, and no. you know, and and, and why sometimes don't you don't even need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's it's not necessary. It's a but the idea of when you're looking at a situation where neo Nazis are coming back, uh, Europa becomes a thing in certain yeah. movements, and you start thinking, okay, well, okay, so this person who sells water filters is starting to talk about Holocaust and all. What the yeah. fuck do you do about that? 
But what I will do, I'll, I'll close out on this one, this note here, which is, is Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter and dumb accident? Is it a calculated move? Is it something that is going to change the world as we know it? Or is it one of those things that's going to last for two years and just fuck off? I mean, like, uh, surely he's got to sell at some point, right? I mean, like, the guy's driving into the he's ground. He's going to lose so much money. I mean, one- All the ads are just so. dildos. It's just it's, it's just slingshots and, and sex ads. It's Are you getting that as well? I'm getting weapons. I'm like, getting weapons and I'm getting singles. Like like uh, all sorts of like, you know, would you like and it's like, dude, like I know my like relationship status is not on, on, on Twitter, but like I'm like I'm not I'm not looking for regardless yeah, of the fact on, for, like, on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's, where did you get this information from? Because I'm not I'm not looking for this. I'm not on Tinder. I'm like it's, it's not it's it's it's, it's absurd. An absolute shit show at but it's because Twitter, there's like, nothing. There's nothing going on. There's no ads, there's nothing. It's just no. the bottom of the barrel. Let, let's just do a quick experiment actually. Let's just I'll just open up my Twitter feed and let's see how long it takes before something horrific um happens. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go for you. Straight straight away. We've got David Cartland basically uh, saying that oncologists know nothing about cancer. Right, that's an interesting take. Okay, and then straight down there, we've got Stu Peters saying that homosexuality is, oh, Zionism is a gay death cult. There we go. Oh, is it? I'm yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That's the I've first got Brent two Lee, things. In- so that's problematic. <laughs> Those are the first two things in my feed, right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's ridiculous. Like, so Elon Musk, I wouldn't swap places with Elon Musk for all the money that Elon Musk has. I'd find like, that hard, but at the same time, I, I feel what you're saying. Like, I'll give you an example, right? Okay, I've used this before, like, but I. Elon Musk, to me, is like a 55-year-old man who's bought himself a leather jacket and a Harley Davidson that's pitched up outside the local secondary school, revving the engine to impress the hard lads in year four. Yeah, he's yeah, I know. Sa- like, yeah. And the girls. The saddest- no, no, he's not interested in the girls. No. Like, that's no, he how just, sad he is. But he does right? kind of – he is just interested in lads, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he, want, he wants to be a bro. He wants to be a yeah. mate. And the, and the problem is – and this is what happens when you actually listen to him talk and stuff like that. He might be very, very intelligent in, in certain areas and stuff sure. like that. But, but most things, he's thick as shit. This bloke does not understand how to process some information. And also, like – all these leather jackets that he's wearing. Did you see the leather jacket that he had? The New York Times interview? Someone described it. I, I, I was going to pinch this, but, uh, well, yeah, that one was dreadful. But also the one where he was doing the Cybertruck release. And it looked all right. And then he turned around uh, yeah. and he got this hand-painted uh, skeleton uh, with its arms out like this, I think with puppets dangling down or something. Oh, and God. it was like, someone described this. And I wish I'd come up with this because, like, uh, because it's funny. He said... Elon Musk has got a real penchant for cool leather jackets, except they're not cool leather jackets. They're the sort of thing that a 14-year-old would think was cool. Yes, And I was exactly. like, yeah, that's yeah. spot on. Um, yeah. I think he was. I think he sort of backed himself into a corner with buying it because I don't think he wanted it. I think uh, it. I think Candy Sowins but- almost conned him into it. It was Candy yeah. Sowins who was saying like, yeah, you should totally do this, bro. And and he well, did she was whole... trying to sell him. Um, she was trying to sell him Parlor. Was she? Was yeah, she? because her husband uh, owns a bunch of it. Oh uh, yes, yes, he does. Along with the Mercers and whatnot, he's a um, yeah. Bullingdon Club. Her husband. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think he kind of 
did it for the lulls and then realized it's kind of like one of those things where you put up a you, you hand at an auction it's like yeah that's legally binding mate because he desperately tried to get out of it at the last minute and he did he his, tried to say that was when he bought yeah yeah which is just not true everything that he says on there is just a lie i don't understand um getting alex jones back on the platform that's the very interesting that, because it's i right I get that it will increase traffic, but it won't increase traffic enough to offset the advertisers who will leave. It won't be- increase traffic in a good way. It'll no. increase traffic in a dumb way. Well, of course, of course, but it's almost as if he's like, I'm all out of ideas. The only thing I yeah. can think is, is get Alex Jones' audience back or on. Or Alex the- Jones just basically just made him feel like a f- – popular 15 year old boy for a moment and he yeah. said yes yes that's that's entirely plausible I too i feel like, like his ego might have a, a bizarrely large part of this role did you listen to the spaces that, that he did with alex talking about sandy hook and that God, and no. andrew tate was on there and everyone it was a, it was a cavalcade of fuckers like he was so softball with alex he's like so tell me about um, um, and this is the thing as well. He's not a particularly good public speech speaker, Elon. Like he gets wrapped up in his own words. He goes, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He asks Alex, so tell me what happened with Sandy Hook. And it's like, why are you fucking? Why don't you go and look? You're literally on the computer right now. You can find out. Alex, Alex lied. Alex said, well, what happened was they tried to destroy me. This PR firm out of New York because I was too telling the truth. So they took a load of stuff from five years ago that they took out of context and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not what happens at all, you lying fat no, shit. No, but that's like, what he does. You, yeah, but but um, but but Elon just immediately went, oh, all right, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, like, brilliant, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, what, yeah. what does Tristan Tate think about this? It's like, oh, oh my yeah. Christ. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he's and, a fucking um, idiot. He is a fucking idiot, and it's like, and he's, just, he's a tragedy as well. Like, he's an absolute fucking um His legacy bastard. is dog shit. It was yeah. it was he was a genius and now he's not. Yeah, I keep telling me I, he was before he bought Twitter. Genius now he's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, because he had a good PR firm because nobody had actually listened. He had a good to run. Yeah, he had a good run. Like, Look, it he doesn't matter. His mouth he was, and people realised what he was really like. He's an idiot. He was famously well regarded and now he's famously a part of the problem. What was it That's he said upsetting. the other day? I keep trying to encourage my mate to troll him. Um, he said something the other day. What was it? It was it was totally ridiculous or whatever. And I, I'm I sure he did many mate. times. Oh no, absolutely. I'm trying to think specifically what it was. I keep saying to my mate, just keep going on there and go. This is why Amber Heard left you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, apparently she <laughs> abused him. Who knows? Did I mean, he? The guys are, yeah, I've I've heard all sorts she, of she stories. She looks a bit. Yeah. She looks a bit like one of those a bit. A bit punchy. She does seem quite terrifying, but at the same time, yeah. look, Elon probably deserved it. Look, it oh, was fucking. Christ. It was very good having you on. Um, I've got a deadline, and I tell you what, man, this has been long overdue, and it's been good because when it comes down to it, I just love a good lefty conspiracy rant. Oh yeah, yeah it's, can't go wrong. It's it's so important. And it's so lacking in the space because I think that a lot of sort of um, the conspiracy, or at least like sort of the conspiracy watching space doesn't have enough politics i think we need to be more raids against the machine in this space because when yeah. it comes down to it we are watching this space we are also doing it through a very sort of like you know for a lack of a better term anti-fascist lens where we just want to be like okay look 
we are looking at all of this absurdity, but we also just want to remind you that capitalism is probably bad. Yes. Let's chat that out as well. And that doesn't get enough airtime. So I wanted to I wanted to bring this one up because I figured that you were the perfect person to just be like, you know what? Let's do this, but let's just keep the whole capitalism is bad part front and center, which I think we did. Yeah, totally. I think we pulled that off. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, capitalism is a, is a terrible, terrible system. And for everybody that basically like doesn't understand it, it, it is, is based on inequality. Like, it promotes evil. Is, it promotes evil very much it's so. Like, you cannot have so. the haves without having the have-nots. The have-nots like, have they, to they, work for the haves. It's simple they, they, as that. They define each other. So when you basically yeah. you see things like people starving to death and, and uh, mass homelessness and, you know, insurance costs going through the roof uh, and people going, oh, this is, this capitalism's failed. It's like, uh, no, this no, is capitalism's succeeding. This, is, this is what success looks like from a yeah. capitalist perspective. Now, the that rising tide lifts some boats, not all boats, yeah, that, some boats. That doesn't mean that we get rid of all personal property and eat only octopus from now on. Absolutely like, not. Uh, like, it just That's means insane. that basically we recognize this and maybe, maybe we have a society whereby we have a safety net to ensure that that people don't fall off the back end of it, essentially. Yeah, and we curtail like, some know, mechanisms. I'd say make this I'd go ca- out of control. I don't want to come across as a massive radical, but I'd say basically free healthcare, free education, free police, free Fire. fire. Um, yeah. and councils and governments that actually do what they're supposed to do, which is keep the uh, streets clean, make sure the bins are emptied, make sure that the Christmas decorations are up, and when some sort of crisis happens, be there to help people. Don't and- be there to, to, to make uh, you know money. Don't be there to impose authority. Like Be there to be the purpose of what you're actually set up to do. And all right? the people doing that are paid well. Exactly, yeah. Simple. We're all exactly. Good. It, it'll all be fine. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I really, really enjoyed this chat, and it has been a very good time. Do you want to plug something? I mean, you got your podcast, obviously. You got your blog, obviously. Uh, yeah, this, you know, just that's, throw it, throw that's it. us at the minute. Someday I call it conspiracy. Please uh, check us out. And um, I'm if people want to chat to me, I'm on Twitter or I'm on Facebook or I've got a website called neilsandersmindcontrol.com um, right. where you can email me through that and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah but no, I, I love this, Joel. I, uh, anytime, mate. Yeah. Look, I reckon this is part one of several. Let's yeah, do it again. Definitely. Cheers, mate. See you later. All right, cool. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards.